What's up, everyone? We're back with a very special episode with a bunch of guys on the couch. I'm wearing shorts, and I'm I'm feeling good. So, welcome to this episode of the show. You staying home tonight? I, I had planned. I don't know. Plan on it. Minus five, four, three, two, one. Booster ignition and liftoff of Discovery. You're gonna die. I'm Raymond Arroyo. We'll see you next time. All right, what's up, everyone? We're back with the show. Adrian is in the closet. Kyle's out of the closet on the couch. It's a great time. Oh, thanks to our Patreon subscriber, Welcome. Nate Wines, who specifically requested that yeah, I be on the show. He paid a little bit extra, and that got Kyle out of the closet. And that's and then, real. Nothing gets someone out of the closet like cold, hard cash. <laughs> we also have a repeat guest, um, Juke. Crowd favorite. They requested you. Oh, I think that's only because the crowd is the people that work here. That's true. That's very true. It's not the paying customers. We can't, yeah, we can't, all, yeah, we can't yeah. all get that. Juke does have a job where people pay money to see him yeah, relatively I got, regularly. I got I my hair cut. Look, at, look at this, guys. I got my hair cut by Juke. Wow. So I don't yeah. know if this looks good on camera right now, Juke, but... If you I, want, think it looks very I don't nice. know if you want to own yeah. own up to this. You're a little washed out in the lighting. Yeah. I mean, okay. mine got a fresh cut. Like, Should have got a tan. Adrian got a fresh cut. Show Adrian's hair. Yeah, pretty good. Just like this week, right? Adrian's is actually fresh. Yesterday, yeah. How often does a white person have to cut their hair to be considered fresh? Whoa. It's not even Whoa. a minute. Trick question. <laughs> it was a leading question. Your I honor. feel like that's a setup to a joke. You have to look both ways before you tell. <laughs> no, no. And I mean, I like, don't want to. Edmund and is I have this a bit, Kyle. No, Edmund and I have similar is hair. This a bit. What mm. I mean is, when my freshman year of college, you have good. Show them your hair. You have good thick. Thank hair. you. But like, I was in college. I had a roommate who was Dominican. He told me he gets his hair cut every week to look fresh. Wow. I thought that was crazy, right? He had short hair, was a little nappier than mine. How often does a guy with hair like mine have to cut his hair to be considered, oh, yes? Yeah, but did your roommate, your roommate okay. had a really tight. Yes, yes, so it was a that's tight That's why deal. you got to get it more often, right? That's why you got to get it more often. Like most things, drawing the line on race is m missing the mark a little bit. Yeah. Uh, How often would I then, a guy named Kyle Ogre? this is your style. Yeah, Jewish American. <laughs> if, not that Jewish. Okay, so. But not not Jewish. Marines have to get a haircut every week, and they have to get a bald fade, and there's a bunch of regulations. But the reason they have to do it every week is because that's about how long a bald fade lasts. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, it looks like crap. The more uh, contrast that there is between the part that's growing out and the part that is the haircut is uh, uh, going to determine how long it lasts. So. Women normally get their hair cut every couple of months, maybe a couple times a year, depending well, we don't on their style. Be, we don't want to be gender Some exclusive. women get their hair cut like once a year. I mean, persons have hair, right? Like, I mean, gender is not. The word is people. Yeah, like gender doesn't sure, matter. Sure, it's more of a generalization of style. Oh, so you were generalizing based on gender. Both. Well, I suppose I asked yeah. a very generalized question. That's yeah, something I, was. <laughs> I always try to remember is that hair is a lot more individual than I realized. I think hair right? is a social construct. Created by the man to That's, keep down the woman. I Same with fingernails. Yeah. Wait, fingernails, and hair. fingernails are definitely a real thing. I no, see no, them. fingernails uh, are, and it's like the dead skin cell thing. It's like we spend all this time on our dead skin cells. It's the same Oh, deal. okay, like it's just pointless. They're both keratin, hair and fingernails. That's true. And as you know, keratin is a social construct, so. Interesting. Created by the man. Whereby. To keep down the weak. The man. Um, 
The man. We have had you know, a lot of... I, that's something I give white people credit for historically. The like man? Taking the word, the phrase the man? Just kind of distinguishing themselves from the man. Like some of us are the man and some of us are not, but the ones that are not are trying to take <laughs> it down. What yeah. do you like better, the man or they? I've always liked the idea of they, they don't want that. Sure, it's they appealing, but it's more of a fallacy. Yeah. It's more of a fallacy because the man's more singular and they's more plural. Do you they think there's like a figurehead? No, it's more like the way that we, s and I mean this very genuinely, this is not a bit, but like it's a good point that you bring up. So like in the Marine Corps, I learned that there is no Marine Corps really. Like what? It's just Marines. It's just a bunch of people that are just making decisions individually. So your experience in a unit it's not a great representation of the entire Marine Corps. It was okay. just like you had one first sergeant that was awesome or horrible. Yeah. And so, like, when you really, really humanize most scenarios, it's like there really is no system. It's a bunch of groups of people kind of doing things collectively. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when you say they, you're really talking about nobody or even worse, you're talking about like three people. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like a bunch of people trying to live out their version of the ideal of what a Marine means. Well, like what it means to be a Marine. Sure. And yeah. based on their experiences, they have wildly different uh, de definitions yeah. of what that looks like. Like some Marines, some men or women join the Marine Corps and go, well, Marines are like raging alcoholics that show up to work and work hard and then get off work and play really hard. Yeah. So and work. that's like their idea. Yeah. So they join and they're like, I'm just going to try to fit in, even though nobody around them is asking. <laughs> Everyone's them to do like, that. hey, man, no, we just play. And they're like, no, I get it. And you're like, no, no you? we just play Mexican it, trains after work. Like, we that's just play stereotype. spades in the fields. Yeah. We just live in tents and yeah, play, just play spades. Jenga and drink tea. Well, that said, <laughs> last week, I've got a very close buddy of mine who's a Marine. He's out it's in Fort Sill. And how funny is this? He after work on a Friday night, they went out to some rural bar in Oklahoma. Sure. And my buddy, John, who, you know. Has a few drinks, and by a few I mean a lot, and decides he's going to punch the punching machine. Okay. You know, it's one of those deals you punch in, a score goes up, and you measure your masculinity by your score on a machine, right? Oh, no. And he broke his finger doing it. What? Yes. So my question is for you, Juke, as a former Marine, or a Marine, I don't know what the lexicon is. Doesn't matter. What would the reaction of your typical commander drill sergeant i don't know what the phrase is be if you rolled up monday morning oh how's your weekend broke finger broke finger in the marine corps it would be if you can't perform your duties because of an injury sustained while drinking on liberty then you're in trouble because it's considered damaging government property oh uh that's like a scary if, thought like, like your if, body's government, government property. property absolutely yeah. if you get sunburnt it's because of a lack of preparedness yeah if you get sunburnt while on liberty because you had a baseball game and wore shorts, like like, yeah. like you're displaying Don't for all of us. Don't point them out. Don't point them out. If you were like third deck because yeah. you got the cheap seats yeah, yeah. and you're just at Petco Park because you're stationed in San Diego and you got you're sun beams just lapping at those milky white thighs. It <sighs> <That> sounds great. <laughs> you're going to get up after seven innings because nobody stays for nine. Yeah. And you're going to be like, oh, no, I'm sunburnt. Yeah. And I got a five-mile run tomorrow morning. And then you go to bed and you wake up and you're Charlie horsing because your body's trying to like heal and process. And you show up to PT and you're all jacked up. And you're like, I can't do this. I got to go to medical. And you go to medical and they give you like duty chit. You can get back to work. And they're like, hey, guess what, buddy? We're charging you. Because <laughs> you damaged government property. What do you mean by charging you? Like a fine? Uh, okay, so 
whenever you get in trouble and I, I don't understand. So I've learned that different branches of service call it different things. So like, I, I can't really explain the equivalent, right? It's the same experience, but the verbiage is going to be different. But in the Marine Corps, you can get a page 11, which is like a written counseling in the civilian world, but it stays in your record book for a while. Okay. Uh, then you can get an NJP on a company level which is NJP stands for non-judicial punishment. So it's like very official. We're, we're, we're meaning very serious stuff here and there's going to be an actual punishment, not just a written counseling. Mm -hmm. Um, but on a company level, the stakes are pretty low. It can affect your career, unfortunately, but you can only get put on like restriction, which is kind of like a house arrest for like 14 days or something like that. Mm -hmm. If it's really bad, they'll do a battalion level NJP. And then if it's worse, then uh, you can get court-martialed. And court-martial has three different layers uh, with different, you know, uh, burden of proofs and statute of limitations and all that kind of stuff and different escalating, like, stakes, mm -hmm. like what can happen to you if you lose. And uh, that's like the movie A Few Good Men. Like, that was a court-martial. Yeah, it was court-martial, yeah. yeah. Very, very you, So you went to Marine boot camp? Yes. What was that like? I think I could make it through. Kyle, do you think you make through Marine boot camp? I'll be I think honest. It's a mental thing. Up right? until two years thing. ago, almost one hundred percent. I thought the Marines were equal in difficulty to the Navy SEALs. I thought that that was how it worked. Like the Marines Navy are the SEALs best. Navy SEALs are term. more. Difficult? Navy SEALs are like a pretty good degree of difficulty higher. Is that right? Or than Marines? I'm sure it's debated. I don't mm. know how long Buds is, but I also know that it's not thirteen weeks. And then I would say that it's not fair to compare them. Right. I would be willing to admit that Buds is probably based on just the boat stuff alone that they do. And Buds is what the SEALs do? Yeah. Okay. Basic underwater deep sea. Uh, well, military guy. This guy yeah. probably watched the David Goggins podcast or yeah, something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> My dad was in the Air Force. He flew a desk. Yeah. He so, flew a desk? Yep. He was a zoomie. He was in the Air Force for like flying, but he never flew a plane. So he flew a desk. Okay. He was a malingerer and he faked an What's injury. What's a malingerer? Is that a racial slur? No, no. Oh. No, it's cool. You can but say it's it. just as bad. <laughs> yeah, just they as call them zoomies if they go to the Air Force Academy. I've learned. Oh, Does they apparently. zoom through. I don't know. Just zoomies. I don't know. I wanted to be in the Air Force for a little bit, but then I found we had out this joke. I would never fly a plane because I have bad vision. Oh, they got more too. jobs than that. Uh, if but you, I wanted to fly a plane. I didn't want to be a, in the like Air Force a, to work at a desk. You didn't want to like be an optometrist or a top optometrist assistant or something like that. <laughs> right, right. That'd be ironic. I actually, I umped uh, baseball as a kid. I would ump baseball games for a couple summers. Same thing. Great job. But I was so insecure about wearing my glasses to umpire because I was convinced that if I wore my glasses, I'm going to get the, hey, ump, get your prescription checked bit. Uh, that was a mortal fear wow. of mine. I want to make it clear. I was a freshman and sophomore in high school. Very reasonable time to have mortal insecurities, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mortal and meaning like I would, on the verge of dying. Yeah, it was terrifying. I would wear, I had a pair of prescription sunglasses. That was my ace in the hole. But I would wear them, and occasionally the games would go longer, and it would be really dark out there because I'm not well, very well lit. But I couldn't take them off because I couldn't see without them, <laughs> and I was just way too scared. Dude, the things you'll do to avoid any type of perceived... Like judgment, Weakness, criticism. Yeah, in high school, when like you think everyone notices everything, and they don't. It's they don't the same with grown men in their hairlines. They're like, "Oh, I want to sweep this forward in like a 
Yeah. They want to do like an emo cut to try to cover up like a little bit of natural male recession. It's like, dude, you're 35. That's not 35 year old. Yeah, zone. dude, just own it like Bruce Willis. Nobody's going to see this. No, you you just look like a you just like a, a when dude. people see you, they go, hey, look at that guy. That's a guy. And they'll be like, how old do you think he is? Probably like mid 30s. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it, baby. That's a guy. Yeah. Nobody's like, oh, you mean the bald guy? You mean the guy that has Especially the weird. Uh, horseshoe shaped yeah. hairline there. Do with the widow's peak. Yeah, they do with the Eddie now. Monster. To be fair, some people do have pretty wild hairlines. Sure. And then you look at that guy and you're like, that guy's a hairline. Guy. I've never. I don't do that. You don't when you look at a guy. No. Probably looks like more hair than us. Yeah, but you look at the hair. Don't you like notice like? Not really. You don't notice the shape. I notice. I don't notice stuff that's not their fault. No, I know, but like, if you're a doctor, someone like if you're a normal. What person, I'm saying is, I notice the haircut. That's all about what someone did to them, uh, not about what Father Time's doing to them. So they have no control over that. And so it's like it's irrelevant to me. Yeah. Whereas, like, if I'm going to notice something, I'll notice, like, a jacked up hairline that was cut that way. Okay. And mm. I'll be like, oh, what happened there? Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, somebody was drinking at lunch. Yeah. You got any recent <laughs> barber stories, Jude? No, but when I first got out of the Marine Corps, I, I needed some extra cash. I was working this... Uh, what's it called? A warehouse job before I went to barber school. And uh, I really needed the cash. And a buddy of mine was like, you want to umpire at the, the baseball fields here in Grapevine? And I was like, what? I don't know anything. About He's like, it's easy, dude. We're going to do like a test and everybody cheats. <laughs> and I was like, dude, it's uh, like getting into real that's estate. That's exactly the lowbrow thing I was looking for. Like, yeah. How much is it? And he was like 16 bucks a game, but they only take like 45 minutes. So it's not even like 16. Yeah, bucks. it's pretty good money. Pretty good money. And this was like in 2012. Yeah. So uh, I was like, I'm in. That's actually when I was umpiring. That was. Uh, yeah. well, you guys might have gone to the same umpire basic training. I was I was I was South Lake. Okay. Not great. Fine. But I did. A, I did a few games out there. I'll tell you. I don't know anything about baseball. Did you work for George? You still, Lannan? Don't? You still don't know anything about so, baseball? So, so, even though you went through the training? Serious oh, question. They all cheated. Did you work for George Lannon? I don't remember his name. I didn't have a single test. George asked me if I knew baseball. I told him I this is embarrassing. I'm so much of a baseball nerd. At that point in time, I owned not one but two copies of the Major League Baseball rule book I had gotten for my birthdays on two consecutive years. Dude, that's that is exactly umpire material. Yeah, I was the opposite of that. Okay. <laughs> I was literally a guy that just needed the cash and hoped I could fake it. Yeah. And it was men's league softball. Oh, that's way okay, hard. So what's your answer? The guy's like, so uh, is it Juke? Um, yeah. So you're here for the umpire, to be an umpire. Um, yeah. What's your experience with baseball? Oh, I've never done this before, but, um, you know. So but you're like a fan of baseball. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. Okay, so you, but you like know some of the basic, like the rules and stuff. I, I mean, read the book you guys handed out yesterday. Oh, okay. at the, the whole thing yesterday. I passed the test. <laughs> And then this guy's You're like, not I have to be two playbooks. They were literally so books. hurting that my, it's actually more of like a nepotism thing. It's like a who you know. Because <laughs> if you understand the game, I'm pretty sure it's not that difficult. Yeah. It's very easy. But Especially what age level I was level not again? competent. What age level were you? This was men's, men's. Yeah, I could not have done men's. Ooh, I yeah. was men's. 15 and looked Dude, like but I that's was higher. I mean, nine. in some ways, that's higher So stakes. many people wanted to fight me. Yeah, that's way higher stakes. I'm saying, I got yelled at all the time. A lot of parents yelled at me. You know, South Lakes, a lot of kind of helicopter deals. But what are you going to do? And one time, one time, I was out there, and I was having a particularly difficult time. <laughs> and this dude goes, come on, man. And he, like, was just so, he had so much contempt for me. Yeah. 
And I thought, dude, I'm just trying to do my freaking job. Just trying to get paid here. And then literally I thought, let me put myself in this guy's shoes for a second. If someone said to me, some punk 22-year-old said, I'm just trying to do my job. I'd have been like, nobody told you to have this job. (laughs) Get a different job. (laughs) Like, go do another job, one you're better at. So these were grown men. And so I quit. I quit that day. That day? He got you. He got you. He I, got, well, I got me. It was a conversation with myself. Yeah, but yeah. he started the conversation. He got you. Sure, sure. You're right. You're right. That guy got me. So these were grown adults playing baseball in their spare time in a league. Well, yeah. Softball. I mean, I, I played in a softball league last year. Yeah, yeah. That's not uncommon. I mean, but I just feel like you can't take it that serious. Like, come well, on. they like, do. Oh, the men's leagues, the casual leagues are co-ed. But if it's an all-guys league, they always start co-ed, and then you get frustrated with the women. And you say, screw this, we're making a dream team. And you join a league. That's all what happens. Yeah. No, because I would walk around the complex. It was incredible. Was oh, you're saying a bunch of friends would start play co-ed. co-ed casual league. But then at some point go, we're building a dream team. Right, it no, evolves. It, co-ed imagine, is a gateway drug. Imagine the t-shirts will win. Absolutely. Because they just get frustrated. They're like, man, if Tiffany wasn't on the freaking Dude, team. Hey, we could beat Kyle Bertha out there doing? Yeah, we could throw be, her a slab of meat. Yeah, freaking Kyle and Every, Juke. Everybody beat my team. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, man, Kyle and Juke out there. Like, if we got rid of Tiffany, if we got rid of Brittany and Allie, like, we could probably put together a good team. Like, what? let's see Kyle and Juke put together a real team against real I, softball players. I played at those fields here in Grapevine mm-hmm. with uh, – a church league, like a team that there was a couple people at my church at the Lonesome Dove when we first started going there that had organized this team, but they were always shorthanded. Mm-hmm. And so they would like after Sunday, I'm pretty sure they played on Sundays, if I'm not mistaken, just like after church. And so literally it would be like at church, the guy would be like begging folks to, to go just play. come play. Like, hey, I need, I need like two more people. Like, Dang, mm-hmm. can I count on you? And I had gotten in a skateboarding accident and I had sprained my elbow and like all the tendons from my thumb to my wrist and my left hand. And I couldn't turn my hand over like this for like okay. three months. That's crucial. And so I have this like wrist brace on and at night I'm like wearing this like sling to like hold it up. And anyway, it was bad. I didn't have health insurance. So I was just like riding it out. Maybe I have a strong arm after this. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, straight up, I was like, hey, buddy, I can't use my left hand. He's like, spunt, strike out. Yeah. Just don't want to get disqualified. <laughs> That's fair. Just and be on the so team. So my wife's left-handed, so I was so her glove will fit on my right hand, right? So I was Catch like, the ball. "Okay." And me and my wife went out there, and I uh, they pushed me in like right field. I think it is. I don't even know if it's stage right field. I don't even. You you would go if you're, typically speaking, you if you're not good, you would go right field. Because if I'm hitting the ball, I'm standing like this. And if you hit it hard, you hit it to the left, typically. So it would put you in right. And there was a couple guys that could get it out there. Right. Good players can get it. But I'm right handed. So I would just, I would catch it and throw the glove into the ground with the ball in it. And then grab the ball and crow hop. And I could get it to home if I needed to. But like, so they would like constantly try to, if they were good. Yeah, you see that one time. If I saw a dude. Drop his glove to throw a ball. I think I'm yeah. doing everything in my power to hit it to that guy. Uh, yeah, sure. All right. I, I got a, a story that's, that's going to sound off topic, but then I'm going to loop it back. Just watch. I'm ready. I'm when ready. you guys were a kid, I would play a lot of basketball in my front yard, right? And play a lot of sports. And I always sort of had this imaginary fantasy that I think is very common among adolescents that I'm going to be, like, training in the front yard and, like, 
a, girl. a scout oh. for a team is going to drive by. Even a girl. Oh, Edmund, I was I go to a girl. much I've more motivated been, by the pros. I was like pros. playing ball, and I was always like, man, I'm a girl's going to come by and be like, man, the way that guy just throws the ball. Okay, that's still pretty similar. But a scout, okay. That was always a thought in my mind. Like, I'm going to prove myself. Edmund was trying to get scouted to for something else. Yeah, I was just scout. trying to get scouted I for marriage. thought the long con, you know. It's okay, like, okay. Who's, you know, professional For someone to find a scout, impress him. Then I'm gonna get a huge deal, and then and then the and girl, then, it's easy. then the girl, then the girls come. See, I I wasn't smart enough to think that many steps ahead. He was oh, just no, like I, maybe I was, she'll like I was my like, tries. Maybe a girl come by and see my layup here that I'm working or on. Or my these milky white thighs. You know what yeah. they say? Yeah. They like, say rap or go to the league, and I knew I couldn't rap, so I was going to the league. All right, okay, fair enough. And that was just common fancy in my mind, but I actually had the opportunity to actually sort of live that out. What do I mean? So when I umpired, this guy named John Daniels, his son was one of the teams in the league. And you all, I don't know if you all know who John Daniels is. At the time, he was the general manager of the Texas Rangers. And I had gotten it in my head that if I, like, showed enough knowledge of baseball, John Daniels, the general manager of the Texas Rangers, the man in charge of $200 million of payroll. Oh, the Texas like, who? The Texas Rangers. Okay, okay, okay. Continue. I had this idea that he would come up to me like, hey, I saw something in you. I saw something in your knowledge, something in that play. And he would give me his business card at the age of 14, umpiring his son's coach pitch game. Yeah, yeah. It never happened. Of course not. And it was one of those things where I would think like. I mean, oh. I know, right? Pretty shocking. But I was thinking once, man, like, do I go talk to him? Because once after I'd umped like three or four games for a son, I umped all of his son's games. Whenever I saw him on the schedule, I did him. You know, I had to. It was my big break. And I thought, I should just go talk to him. Like, that's not going to happen. That was a ridiculous fantasy. But it's like, what do you tell that guy? So my question is, have y'all ever met a celebrity and thought, what do I tell that guy? Have you ever actually had a positive interaction? Because I met Kevin James once, and I told him I saw a mall cop in theaters. It's Paul Blart. One and of the like, stupidest things I've ever he's done. He's like, great. <laughs> so I, Mike Birbiglia has a piece of advice for that moment. Yeah. And it's talk to him about anything regular. Like, mm. I, think that's, I think that's the like right you'll deal. You'll enjoy that more later. Like, like him and his wife met Barack Obama. And so... They had talked about, like, what are they going to say? And his wife happened to be pregnant. So they were like, hey, we're so happy to meet you. He's She's pregnant. And he was like, Barack Obama was like, congratulations. And he goes, do you have any advice? <laughs> and they they he was like, get a lot of sleep. <laughs> I and, like, knew the gave them, voice like, was coming. Gave them, like, just, like, some heartfelt. It was, like, two lines. But it was like, get a lot of sleep. And, uh, you know, let me be clear. <laughs> Dude, yeah. do umpire? How do umpires do? Umpires get scouted? Oh no, you. But like, how do you progress to that? Like, do you first, um, no, 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 I know. But to be a coach, maybe you play, and then those who can't play, coach. similar to the skull and bones for uh, for like referees and like coaches. It like to become I think a professional it's an Illuminati referee. sort of situation. But do they look at your history and go, man, like no, in they middle school? You. They groom you. Oh, they do. I was gonna say there are several. I I looked into it at one point pretty heavily because I how thought far off maybe there's something I could do. Right? I thought I knew at that point I was not making it to Major League Baseball off of playing ability. I knew yeah. that, and I thought, man, like I don't mind umpiring. Like that could be kind of cool. You'd be out there. You get good seats. Yeah, it'd be be a blast. Good view. And so the way it works is you start off. It's very similar to Major League Baseball. You start off in the minor leagues. Umpiring. Right, and you and can you go get to a couple called up. umpire academies, and you. Very rarely umpire get called up. Yeah, you get some sort of like certification, and then that makes it pretty easy for you to get like a low-level job where you get paid nothing. But like how are they – I wonder how they're measuring your success as an ump. Because you're umping the minors, and they're like, dude, that guy's – like because his yeah. call is the call. How do you 
like you unless you have tape that you watch and go, oh man, that ump actually made a bad call. Like how would you? Measure? So that's a phenomenal question because it sort of gets in this Thank dichotomy you, of good umpires aren't really noticed. If you ever watch a sports game, and you're wow. talking about the referees. It's a lot. like those kids that run and grab those tennis balls. Yeah, good the ones. Good aren't ones? And I know see them. So what happens They're is it's kind of a trap. I was I read a lot about advice for young umpires and climbing the oh ranks. Oh my gosh! And what people were saying you was you should write an ebook. It's a temptation. Well, there's I've probably never a whole YouTube it. genre devoted to become like making it as an ump. There's probably a two thousand dollar like five step course. Yeah. Well, there's ump academy. Well, yeah, that's essentially what it is. And they say is the temptation to fall into is to be the flashy ump. If you ever watched a baseball game, there's a lot of ways to call strike three. You can say hey, strike three really pump your arms and give, like, give us give us like a low strike three and then give us like okay. an over the top right, I'm, gonna have to drop the mic. I'm gonna drop right. the mic so uh wait wait so i'll pitch to juke and then or no juke pitches to me i swing okay here we go here it comes okay, you ready pick it, pitch it i'm not left-handed but okay uh strike three okay all right and then now give us the over the top strike like over here the comes top here, here comes down the middle uh. <gasps> And so there's a couple things a, with that. It's the hard you can sounds, hold your mic now. but it's also it's you see how I swiveled my arms. Yeah, I did yeah. that all the time okay. for low level games. Whenever I got bored, I would just go. But insane. there is a little like that's you, actually I respect you for that, sir. But you do well, want a you little. Do you do games? want a little bit of flair though, because you want people to notice. Right. You. I worked at Whataburger, and when we got bored on the night shift, we would we play some games. Yeah. Right. It's so you want enough flair, but it's a trap people fall into where they focus so much time on this flair and unique style yeah. that they're just crappy umpires. <laughs> you think umpires get together and they talk about their... it's about them. And you want to know what umpires are for? They're for everybody else. The servant heart. Servant heart. Servant baby. leadership. So do you think umps get together and kind of like dish a little bit on how they're like, man, Kyle, you were out there really... Fl yeah, Kyle's out here really flaring his arm on that. Oh, I guarantee. Because these guys have a camaraderie. They have a bond. Like, well, uh, did you experience Last that? year in the... You were in the league. Yeah, you were in it. I'm, I'm pretty well. Last year in the NBA bubble, I don't know if y'all remember, the NBA finished their season out in the bubble. <laughs> and it was very funny because while they're in the bubble, there was this sort of massive social justice movement across America. Yes. And all the players were doing things. They were skipping games. And, like, the referees got together and did, like, a walk of solidarity around Disneyland. And it was The like, referees did? The re NBA referees did that, yeah. Okay. And it was something, you know, at first I was like, okay, like, I'm glad, I guess. I was like, man, like these guys have a whole camaraderie and they are very involved in like the games that I love. I have no idea what they're like. Yeah. So judging off of that, I know those guys had to meet together and plan. Like we as the referees need to oh, do something. Oh, it's a union. Like you you imagine that a, I don't know that. You that's imagine true. Oh, that uh, No, there there is a union. There's oh, Major sure. League Baseball is the strongest union in America. They literally won an antitrust case in the Supreme Court. Wait, Major League Baseball or like the referees? The Major League union? Baseball Players Union is in my opinion the strongest in America. But are the referees Good. in the players union? No, they have a separate union. Second oh, okay. to only to the Teamsters. So I'm telling you, they're real. Marvin Miller brought salaries from an average of like 40k to Two hundred thousand oh, dollars over a ten-year tenure. This is Miller versus the MLB. Hey, Kyle, I did ask a question though, and the question was: Have you ever had an experience, Edmund, with a celebrity that was positive? Great, great question. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember any like big-time A-list celebrities, but all of the people that in my life I consider, like I looked up to as mm -hmm. like a hero or a yeah. celebrity. I get so much in my head that I ruin it. You ruined 100%. it. A hundred percent. How many relationships so, or opportunities like that have you ruined due to insecurity? More than <laughs> more than five for sure. Probably more than ten. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. 
I think that's why I don't cut Leon Bridges' hair anymore. Uh, you oh. think you were self-sabotaging a little bit? Oh, hard. Oh, you think he is like, oh, this guy's being a little weird? Yep. Yeah. Because, because he was so nice to me, we hung out. Like, we went out drinking a couple times, and I mean, like, I was in. I was in an inner circle, but I felt this pressure to, like, somehow be cool, impress him. Yeah. What would you and do? And I tried, so I won't even tell you. You just be like, where do you get all your good ideas from? I won't even tell you. You just like ask. I won't questions. even embarrass myself. You ever go By on a podcast and it. think I'm gonna go be guarded? I don't think it's a good way. No, Jake's being very guarded right now. This is oh, with this space. one close to the vest, baby. But I'm telling <laughs> you, the, the after dark. I'm telling you the tale. Okay, so I'll say that I learned so much from that experience with Leon Bridges because he was so kind and so gracious that I real I took I took a lot of responsibility. When I felt like, oh, this is over. Right? So, but you learned so much about what? About how to handle... About, like, yeah, being, like, not media trained, right? Because that's what celebrities are. Celebrities are media trained, but, like, the help ought to be, like, kind of celebrity trained. The help? What do you mean the help? Like, I'm a servant. I'm the I'm a hair cutter. Got you. I never okay. consider that. Like, if, let's say, I became famous, all of the people I interact with that I do business with, the restaurants I go to, I never thought that they would have pressure. I mean, I've never right. been famous. That's a very interesting perspective to me. Like, if I became famous, so famous, it would be Oh, people weird. treat you weird. It's a little bit objectifying, and it's a little bit like um, uh, people... Okay, so there's a lizard brain that deal where people kind of are attracted to successful folks in general. Yeah. So even if you're not, like, even if you're not well-known and famous, when people start to find out that, like, you do really well or you're really good at something... So I've experienced this very nichely within like the barber community here in DFW is like I've had a couple of guys basically do to me what I may or may not have done to Leon Bridges, which was like, I just want to be inside of you. Like, yeah, so (laughs) I I want you to absorb me and to make me part of your whole business. So I am in no way near that, but I did have one experience for the first time where a longtime listener like I hung out with this person uh, and forever. I just like anyone that reached out, I would just talk to and just like, it was never an issue or it was never and like for the any- first time you thought I might have to come up with a, so it was a MO. It wasn't that it was just like, it was the first time that we, it was very clear in the situation that we were not equal. Like he was not treating me as equal. It was a lot of what now. And I saw, I saw me, I saw him doing to me, what I've done to other people. So I'm gonna tell you right now. Which is what you have to get good at that. What if you're going to continue to be? A oh, I'm sure he had a great experience. It was just sure, internal. but I just mean like you need to be able to process. You need to be no, comfortable no, for sure. in that space. For sure, and that's hard, isn't it? No, it was. Well, like I think I did a good job. It's just I was realizing that he was doing so, like I was like, oh, this is why those other people so this idea. felt freaked out because he's doing what I did, which is like and now I get it, and it's just like staring. Like, like just staring, waiting for me to do something like, just like, yeah, oh, huh? <laughs> it's just like, cause he, he's, they're so used to seeing you on something and just consuming it. And they know you so well, so well, but they don't, but they don't. But then in the moment you're having this experience with someone who, anytime you bring something up, they're like, oh yeah. Like, like, uh, your second daughter's third birthdays, whatever. And you're like. Yeah, like it's hard to give to someone who already. Yeah. And then they're just That's like staring. It's frightening. 
And so, I did that so, to, I did that to, I won't even say the names, but I did that to mm, a few people who wow, I really God. respected. Well, they'll probably listen to this, but th- I really respected. And I, I realized flex, the people he really respects that he starts to oh, they're, they're listening to my podcast. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> yeah, I, but they might, I don't know. But I did that thing where I knew so much about them and then was realizing they didn't know anything about me. And I'm like, just looking at them like, so... So, so what, anyway, what else are you going to do right now? Are you going to say like, something? I could like be you. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, so, huh? So, uh, so because of that experience, I learned a bunch and I felt like it helped me when I had like some younger guys that wanted to cut hair that felt like I was on the Mount Rushmore yeah. of Dallas Barbers and were just like, I want to be a part of your whole deal. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I feel like, but back to like, having interactions with celebrities so that happened i went to la in 2019 and we were there for a week for a hair class we were like really stepping our game up and we went to this vidal sassoon academy and it was like a week-long course and um uh, me and two other barbers that i was working with at the time and we were just so stoked to be there and so like you know just man it was electric and but because we're also in la and the class is only till like 2 or 3 p.m uh we spent every night at the comedy store or at Laugh Factory, and uh, I saw everybody. Yeah, like I and this was in 2019, like in August of 2019. Yeah. So like th- that, those places don't even exist anymore. Yeah. The way that they did. Oh, they were yeah. popping. And like uh, the comedy I mean, store in particular, I, I didn't know anything about it until a few months ago. I read a long article. Oh wow. Seems incredible. Just this idea of these guys really honing their craft in an authentic way. It was crazy. It was sure. popping off before. And everyone's COVID. just standing around. Yeah. And, and like I'm I'm touching what's his name? Uh uh not Crystalia, not uh Will Sasso. Brian Callen. I'm like patting Brian Callen on the shoulder as he's coming out of the bathroom and I'm going into it. I'm like, nice set. And he's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> but like, that's how it, that's how, that's how it, it felt too. Like it, it's a, it's, it's not the largest space. So it feels like really everyone's just kind of bumping elbows and stuff. Sure. And there's a, there's a private bar actually that only those guys can go to so that they can get away. Yeah. Right. Um, that, which is kind of tucked away in it, but so you don't have access to that. But I mean like them, pulling in and out in their vehicles them like standing around talking to each other yeah so like saw crystalia have this super authentic interaction with a fan that had somehow stolen a couple minutes of his time you know wait what like like this guy was persistent enough to where crystalia was like i'm gonna address you but also like I don't do this. Like I need to go. Well, yeah, Christelia yeah. being anything less than totally nice, and I'm I'm shocked. <laughs> I, he actually was. He was. He he basically drew a line for the guy and said, "Hey, listen, what you're doing is inappropriate, and I'm gonna bounce." That's really good. I, but, I I always thought he was but just a jerk. He gave the guy some. It was like the Barack Obama moment where he's like, "But I'm gonna give you a little bit of advice because you're clearly kind of hurting." Yeah. And the guy was just so desperate to have some kind of interaction with him that he goes, "How old are you?" And I, I watched him go, how old are you? And the guy was like, 27. And he's like, dude, you're fine. Relax. That's what your 20s knows are how for. To ask people and I had no idea. I had no idea what had happened before that moment. Yeah. But I could tell so much about what was kind of the tension yeah, and going yeah. on between them. Yeah. And when he said that, I thought, oh, he's throwing him a bone. Yeah. He's throwing him a bone going, hey, your money, baby. Yeah. Relax. Yeah, yeah. Stop being so insecure. Get out there and be somebody. Yeah. And I thought. That was probably really impactful to that guy. Yeah. Like that was legit. The next night, I was at the Laugh Factory and I watched Crystalia perform. And uh, Brennan Schaub was there, 
And afterwards, I watched him and Brendan Schaub kind of start to walk out. And I told my buddy Ryan, who I was with that night, I was like, I got I to gotta at least shake their hands. Like, I'm going to try. Yeah. And so I <laughs> snuck out and met them in the lobby. And I said, hey, man, huge fan. I just wanted to say hello. I won't bother you. Yeah. And I stuck my hand out. And Chris Leah goes, actually, I got to do this. Otherwise, I get the flu. Again, <laughs> August of 2019, <laughs> way ahead of the curve. Yeah. And... Uh, and I said, oh, totally. Hey, man, I, I love your stuff. Thank you so much. And that was it. I didn't even look at Brendan Chubb because <laughs> I'm, <not laughs> I'm not a huge fan. And I You're just not did. a subscriber. I was just so, yeah, I was just so interested in Crystalia. No offense. Yeah. Brendan Chubb, if you're listening. So <laughs> definitely what's funny, though, is are you familiar with Fighter and the Kid, the podcast? Oh, dude, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. So one time I have a friend in Dallas that goes, oh, my gosh, do you know about Fighter and the Kid? And I was like, I know of it. I like those guys. You yep. know, it's a good dynamic. Hey, you have to watch this episode. Actually, you have to fast forward it to this timestamp. And I was like, okay. So I fast forward it, and Brendan Chubb's like, yeah. So I was performing at the Improv in Addison, uh, in Dallas, Texas. And uh, anyway, we went to this barbecue place. The line is like wrapped around the building. It's called it's called something like Pecan Lodge or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're at Pe this place, and there's like a barber shop right across the street. Pause. So he's talking about a barbershop that I've managed. Yeah. But that I'm at the moment that I'm listening to this podcast and it's like current. I have left. It was ugly. And I yeah. started my own thing downtown. Yeah. yeah. Right. With a with a buddy. Yeah. So he's talking about this place that, first of all, I have resentment for. Yeah. yeah. And I'm and he goes and there's this barbershop across the street. And so I like I duck in there real quick and somebody like they effed me up. Oh, like Earthed up my haircut. Yeah. And he keeps reiterating, right? And uh, I was just like, <gasps> and so I like, you know, I get the timestamp and I sent it to one of my friends who still worked there. Oh. And I was like, oh, swing and a miss. <laughs> and literally, uh, it like becomes such a big deal that the, they figure out who cut his hair and they fired them, which oh. I did not know that was going to happen. I actually felt, I never met the person. I still don't know who yeah. it is. But I feel terrible that that's the chain of events. And you weren't thinking about that. He was like, oh, look at this. Yeah, funny. I was just, yeah. I was just twist, twisting my buddy's nipple. It's yeah. like comedians whining about things. That's very doable. That's not yeah, like yeah. a huge All press is good piece. press. Yeah. So yeah. literally, he doesn't even name the barbershop. He just said it was right across the street from Con Lodge. Yeah. And neither will I. So uh, uh, long story short, though, uh, Brennan Schaub is there. And he was actually standing on his phone outside the Laugh Factory. And I'd gotten my handshake or fist bump with Crystal Lee, and so I'm standing outside the Laugh Factory. And then I thought about that. I thought about how that happened. I was like, oh, I'd like to tell Brendan Schaub that that happened, and then yeah. I am connected to that barber shop, and then that person got fired. <laughs> and then, that's what uh, you think. You think this will be a fun story to tell him, right? And so I walk up to him, and I go, "Hey, man, do you want to hear like a cool fan story?" And he goes, <laughs> "No." <laughs> I gotta go, <laughs> and then ran across Sunset Boulevard like, Jeez. like, like, and he's an athlete. <laughs> he sprinted. Dang man. Yeah, the way that is appropriate when the and then you're just road is there. four lanes. You're left there with one light on you, dark around you. Just like, oh man, that's rough. Yeah. Did you respect him saying that, or did you not? Of course. Respect him saying that? Of course. And we had just seen so many people over the course of the week. Yeah. And gotten to say hello to a couple and whatever. Um, it was such a magical time. And when that happened, I really thought like, oh, I broke the rules. 
Like, this is kind of special that, like, anybody could come do this. Yeah. Anybody could come have this experience I had. Yeah. I didn't even spend all, any money on it. Yeah. Like, it's not expensive to go to so the Laugh Factory the on Tuesday. You broke the rules in, like, a- approaching him? I think so. Mm. I think I broke the rules by leaving my seat and trying to shake Chris Lee's hand. Gotcha. I was going to say, I would think that the other thing, if I was a comedian, the Shaw thing, if Shaw had taken a second to listen, probably would have at least been interested in I don't know if he would have thought touch it was the funny. Don't touch the camera. But I think that uh, sorry, Kyle. the D'Elia thing, yeah, I was talking pretty loud to try to smooth over. Yeah, don't talk so loud. Right. <laughs> I also made a don't great Chris no, D'Elia joke that no one caught. It was very funny. You can't say his last name. How do you say his last name? I don't know. I think it's D'Elia. Yeah. Are you saying D'Elia? D'Elia. Well, I made a, I'll explain it later. But what I'm getting What's at wrong, is, Kateri? I think that it's like the shop thing. I think that's a real thing to tell someone. Like, I think Shaw probably assumed it was going to be something dumb. Like, let me tell you a fan story about you, and you know, he, whatever. Yeah, and probably 99% of the time, it's something weird. It's like, almost always something. My weird. wife would totally like to, you know. But also, <laughs> it's an experience. But it, but to you. You're on my wife's celebrity list, and I'm okay with it. Like, how many but times? To someone, you, that's objectifying. Yeah, yeah. But, but people say things like that. But to, to you, yeah. you're famous. To you, it's an extremely memorable moment. Like, this guy that you just watch on TV mentioned this thing that you happened to be there. To him, it was like, it was a Tuesday. Yeah, he just got so a bad haircut. To him, like, you're going to be like, hey, dude, this one place I was at, I know the people that were there. And then he's like, cool. And, and I and they got fired. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, cool. And he's going to be like, oh, geez. <laughs> It's just uh, like, well, all right. Is that it? That's the story, huh? What's wrong? What? Okay, watch the next one. I'll give you my full and explicit permission. Guys, my daughter's here. Uh, we're doing two weeks so alone. Sweet. It's just me and her for two weeks. She has the sweetest voice. My wife is in Colorado on a on a horse. She hasn't Colorado texted me. Not Listen, here's one. the thing. My wife, when I'm away, if I don't text her at least once a day, she is apoplectic. So <laughs> why don't you? Out. So what you do is, dude. Is you make a playlist mm. and you tell her every day you send her the next song. No, you no, go, but here's the thing. I've been texting today. her and she has not been responding to me. You guys have oh, read receipts on? A little bit of double is standard. Brendan Chubb on this vacation as well. I hope not. I hope to God not. No, but I think it's she Apparently he's an athlete. I didn't know I that. think she has bad service. Well, he was a UFC fighter. Don't follow a company that, that closely. Yeah, yeah. Good. It makes you, it keeps you original. What? Louder. Sure, so watch the next you one. can watch the next one. Say it louder. Louder. Okay. All right. You guys are gonna have to fill time while I go put on the next. Mm, one. Yeah. Whatever will we do? So. No. Yeah. The whole concept of comedy I've always thought is just so interesting to me because it's like you look at these guys totally who are able to tell the story with no props. Right, you know, if you look at like a theater, there's a play, there's stages on, there's multiple actors. Oh, sure. Makes sense. You look at musicians, right? There's instruments. There's this that those guys can entertain and captivate an audience at the same level of a musician or an actor or anything, with just their words and an amplified right, voice. Right, right. But to a degree, it isn't to the same degree. Like, like I've been it doesn't to elevate. I've the been way. to the Comedy Cellar in New York. I've been to the Comedy Store, the Laugh Factory. I've seeing comedy in theater like a theater like a like a like a theater you would see a play in like yeah, in yeah. fair park in dallas i've been to the improv in addison and i'll say the well it's like music but on a jam band level okay like almost the biggest the the more grungy and hole in the wallish it comes across that the more your knees are crammed together in the ceiling it, like the room needs to look like a fire hazard 
and then yeah, beers on magic. tap. Get out of there. Yeah. Yes. It's not going to be a warm, inviting place. It's going to be this weird thing that they're just sardining everybody in, and then, oh, cool. We're now we're we can smell this guy's breath, and he's going to tell us jokes like we're. That's actually that might be some of the psychology. Is at the end of the day, you start to feel like you paid to to be a fly on the wall in the kitchen of a cool house party. Mm. And I think that's what sort of drives me away from comedy. Like Christy Elliott, for example, like one of my best Delia, friends in the world, yeah, Delia, whatever you want to call him. He's like, yo, you got to check this guy out. He's hilarious. Like he's the best, whatever, new gen. And I listen to him. I'm like, this guy's, guy's a jerk. A-hole. <laughs> and he well, you thinks, listen to his stand-up? Yeah, this was the stand-up in one of the podcasts. I gave him two shots. And I was like, this guy's an a-hole who thinks he's like this incredible gift to women. And I find out that he has to talk to underage girls. I'm like, dude, you're, you're a scrub. Like and it broke yeah, this huge well, but, but it's all no, he didn't do that. Yeah, and it's all he, he, he didn't do. I do not pre- pretend to be very like invested in comedy. That was I was on the impression he was hashtag canceled talking to seventeen. Yeah, but you know what though? You sure, know but no, they talked to him and and he maybe he just responds. he responded to, he responded to everything that ever anyone who ever so he was pretty candid about it. Oh really? Anything that ever anyone that ever made a pass at him or was in the DMs when yeah. he was in a city. He would reply to all of them. Oh, that I mean, that, and then that's fundamentally there was several now. times where he found out that this person was underage after they'd been flirting via text, basically. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, "Oh," and then shut it down. Yeah. So, like, was there incriminating stuff? Yeah, but like the number of times anything happened is zero. And, right. then, and the number of times anything progressed past him finding out how old they were is zero. And there were several women that, because he's been doing it for enough years now aged out of being a minor and then re hit him up like hey i'm 21 now what's up yeah and he was like gross yeah like this is not a serial predator oh that i mean that's good this is hear. a guy this is a guy who like but you are onto something by saying he was a total egomaniac who yeah but some of that's a bit though like if you're on a hey, podcast say, is it is it a bit a i don't bit. know I think it's a. I think it's a bit like he's playing the role of that person, but like, I, like I've had. Like, no one likes that guy. Like, I think he objectified mean? himself. What on the podcast? No one likes. Well, I'm that just guy? saying in general, no one likes that guy in real life. He's playing this role of like. Oh, that's not oh, true. Oh yeah, buddy. but he's just he's just trying to make his. Oh, that's friends not true. Who, no, but you don't that believe guy? that. He's just I trying don't to like that guy. Yeah, but, yeah, but you're a guy, <laughs> and therefore there's part of your lizard brain that going. I have to compete with that guy. Yeah, but I think he's just trying to make his friends laugh. I just think that guy's playing a different game than me. Like, I think that guy's no, so I, annoying. I've met that guy. And that, obviously, I'm he, not an expert on the dude. Can't even pronounce the last but name. He's not right. being, but he's not, like, coming on the show going, like, I really get with him. It's like he's trying to make his friends laugh. Right, so he's right? playing like, a character I don't yeah. like. Like, yeah, why would yeah, I watch yeah. Like, why do I watch TV shows? I watch people I like and sure, I root he, for Yeah, them. Kyle's saying, I'm not going to root for the villain. Yeah, yeah but there's some funny. <laughs> I would never watch the Darth Vader show where so Darth Vader talks theory, about his but issues. I have, funny, like, I have a to, theory, to, but to, to listen to a guy talk about like how good he is with women, and then like Brendan or uh, Brian, one of the ones, one of the early ones. I think what happened to a lot of people is they didn't know about him, and then they have these spontaneous moments on podcasts that seem really, really funny, and then you're kind of his, you're a fan. And then you give him more room on some of the jokes that aren't that funny because you're a fa- like when you're a fan of somebody, yeah, you give them you so give much more leeway. Ass. And so like there's you're a like, podcast, ah, but it's okay because yeah. you want to like. Them. And there's one where like, <laughs> like Brian, I'll make it more PG thirteen, but Brian Callen's like, try like basically leading him on like like so what do you do when you're with a woman and this and that. <laughs> it's like so tell us, tell us like 
when it's really when it, when the moment's at its peak like what do you say and he's like okay here we go i'm gonna i'm gonna do <laughs> at the moment and he's like like right when it's things happen wake me goes, up before you go no no he goes and he's like what's the girl's name do you remember this part what's no. the girl's name and he's like okay even... say her name's penelope he's like so i'm just being real suave real cool and then right at the the pinnacle I go, ooh, I'm Penelope. I'm so cool. I just like I don't get it. Dude, it made me laugh so hard I cried. I will give him that. Okay, okay, there's two reasons why things are funny. Dude, Kyle. all three of them laughed. There's only two. Dude, what, what are the two? I, I beg you to challenge me on this. Oh, well, I, I'm asking. Or, or for I'm anybody curious. to prove me wrong because I would love to grow in knowledge. Oh, I'm curious. But I don't I'm know. I'm pretty what the two sure are. there's two reasons why something's funny. One, because it's relatable. Right? Sure, it's true. That's I why that. comedians talk about true. their kids. They talk yeah. about their breakups. They talk about their relationship problems. They talk about things that are relatable. And the other reason is when things are absurd. Yeah. I was going to say, so uh, truth and absurd. Somebody will, some people will say, oh, it's so funny because it's so true. Or, oh, there's always some truth to humor. Yeah. Like, well, that's not. That's actually not true. Yeah, yeah. Some things are funny because they're absurd. Like it's so crazy to think that this guy thinks he's a really he's really good with women. Yeah. And like that's what he says. Yeah. In the moment, and like, what's her name? And, and he goes, and what's her name? Yeah. And, and he's he goes, getting ready to just catch you off guard. And I'm Penelope, I'm so cool. And then Brian and Brendan are crying, laughing, and they're all laughing so hard because it's so stupid. Yeah. And man, that was the moment where I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, These I mean, guys that, are just friends. But that's what that's what really made me fall in love with podcasting was like that spontaneous, like because you can listen to eight episodes and not have a moment like that, and all it takes is one moment, and yeah. you listen to thirty more episodes just waiting for yeah a moment like that to happen again. Yeah, and I don't know. This was kind of special. Anyway, so I'm not saying he's but like. No, what the point I'm getting at is, Delia, I will give him credit for some. However, the hell you say his who name. Is it? What's he what? has some of the best delivery of lines I've ever heard. Some yeah. comedians, like my dad loved Stephen Wright. We listened to a ton of Stephen Wright growing up. I don't even know if that's his name. Stephen. Um, Is that the one that sings Butterfly Kisses? Yeah. The only, I'm, actually, I'm actually happy that you don't listen to a lot of comedy because my biggest fear is that I will love somebody's style and then I'll emulate it. Oh, dude, I do it on podcasting all the time. I, I do it in podcasts all the time. I'll do something. I'll be like, man, that was a Theo Vaughn thing, or that was a Chris yeah. Lee thing. Yeah, you like, man, like, my shoot. hometown. But you know what's funny? That's Theo Vaughn, right? You're like, yeah, man, yeah he's the country hometown. guy, right? Yeah, or yeah, just say something Louisiana. ridiculous in like a really subtle, like, uh, yeah, like he said, he or you said, mispronounce a word. Yeah, he said like ferrets. You know, he said like you know ferrets, like the limousine of rats. <laughs> <laughs> or one time he goes, funny. one time he goes, I was at the doctor and they told me I had like a body like a rare cat. They said I had like too many ribs or something. <laughs> but the, the point I'm getting and then at, you're just like, what? But I do it. I do. The other thing I noticed is that uh, Chris D'Elia, Brian Callen, and then uh, uh, Will Sasso, they have a lexicon. Ten Min Pod. Well, they do this uh, smutch. Like they do this like. Short, that was a D'Elia thing first. No, but but no, I think it was a Brian and because they used to have that podcast and all three of them because Brian. Sure, would do it too. but they would share. But that made me wonder if that just becomes. Like in that, it's not copying because it just becomes a way you guys talk together. Like, like in your well, friend if you come group, up with something funny, and we all agree that it's it. funny. It can become an inside joke. Yeah, because it starts becoming. But then this it's ours. It's, way to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you when you start using it outside of that. Well, but not only that, but like, okay, so there was this old show, and it was similar to Jackass, but it was called like the Dudesons. You guys familiar? And yeah. and I forget where they're from. Like some some Scandinavian country. 
But anyway, they're just like hurting themselves and doing weird stuff. And and Badass. some people just love it. But for some reason, that term dudeson just became what we were saying. Like we were just calling each other dudeson. We were like, what's up, dudeson? And then, or, or I used to call people a dick buckus. That's the name of a, of a former NFL player. The linebacker for the Bears. Yeah. Revolutionized the position. Or Stan. He revolutionized I mean, all... what, what did he revolutionize? He revolutionized the middle linebacker position. He was That's the right, he did. You're really dang right, he did. But sounds like a, a very funny a name. slur. Yeah. <laughs> Call some, someone a dick buckus. So it's like Stan. When you say, like, I became a Stan, that's from the Eminem song, Stan. Stalker I didn't fan. Know, I, I didn't know, know this until recently. I've never even heard anybody someone say Someone commented on one of the YouTube channels. Very famous song, Eminem. I've really heard the song. I've never heard anybody call someone a Stan. Yeah, like, oh, I'm a yeah. Kanye Stan. You become a Kanye Stan. Oh. Stalker fan. Wow. So someone commented on my Instagram story that like like, oh, this is the moment I went from an Edmund fan to an Edmund Stan. I was like, oh shoot. Well, like Stan doesn't mean like the right thing. Stan means kind of bad. Yeah, it's kinda bad. Because yeah. in the song, he like is Depends. insane. Yeah, oh yeah, he kills, kills himself. himself with yeah. his like wives off and, like the... pregnant wife. Yeah. But are well, you about you... it or you're not? <laughs> I want Ryder. I'm about that life. But hold on. This <laughs> is what I'm, my point with Stephen Wright versus Chris D, however you want to say it, is I watched Stephen Wright and I thought if you gave me a list of his jokes, I could tell them and be hilarious, right? Yeah, I thought his jokes were written so well. I don't Let's know if his jokes off my head. But hold on. What I'm getting at is with Chris's jokes, a lot of his jokes, what made them incredible was his phenomenal delivery. He yeah. was so freaking good at it. Yeah. And it just made me think, like, that's crazy. That two people are succeeding in such, such, such different ways. Yeah. And it made me wonder. Three of us here, we all think we're funnier than we are. Would you rather <laughs> hey, have with you. incredible writing ability or incredible writing? Delivery. Um, delivery. Yeah, I choose delivery. Writing. I would choose writing. I choose delivery. I delivery 100%. I don't know what I would pick. I, and here's why because someone else can write I think delivery is unlimited. No. But you need to be able to write the jokes. Yeah. Like, even if you have good delivery, you have to come up with the jokes. So I'm people, not. Everything a, is I don't make money as a comedian. I know, but if you had to pick. And so, delivery has more applications i think that's fair like writing is is a great skill mm -hmm. and in some ways i'm envious of people who can write well in general whether it's a tax form or a no no, no i mean writing writing jokes sure but joke i just writing. mean like if you can deliver then you can you can turn any room around absolutely yeah, but you still need the content though like if you had great delivery, much but better you debate than good I thought jokes. How do you have great delivery then? If you, if like you what I'm saying to... is, what I'm saying is, if I say a subpar joke, but my delivery is so good that I can get people laughing, I'll I've, take that. I I did that once. I was um in a charity debate thing in college, and I was doing some bit about it was at the small Catholic college, and it was this debate about whether dating culture was the men's fault or the woman's fault, and I said screw the women, I'm taking the men's side, whatever. <laughs> and I was doing this ridiculous bit about a buddy of mine who his girlfriend had broken up with him after 11 days of dating because she thought they weren't destined for marriage. And I you know, wanted to make fun of her, thought it was funny. And I said, 11 days, and the line I was supposed to say was something like, I've been putting off, like, I've watched like one season of TV or something. I don't know what the line was, but the line I said was, I've eaten pizzas for longer than that. I just completely flubbed the words, but I delivered it so confidently. There's a video of it, and people just cracked up because the delivery was really, really good. It was one of the best delivered jokes of my life, even though it made zero sense. So I see yeah. what you're saying. If your delivery is Chris, I really can't say the name, D. level good, Chris D. D, good. Like I watched this bit he did it's on really drunk women. 
It was incredible. Like, yeah. it made me upset at how much I was laughing and how stupid it was. <laughs> I was frustrated. I was like, how is he so good at this? It's the delivery. With nothing. And, like, that's yeah. that's insane to me. Like, writing, I can appreciate writing. When I see writing, I think, like, man, so, I can get like that. So, we're talking about this. I'm glad we're talking about this. So, today in the shop, we were talking about confidence, right? And what I realized is that attractive people get more uh, opportunities in life. Yeah, people are friendlier to them. More confident. No, no, you're Science. imagining pretty people. Interesting. Break I'm down. saying attractive people is something much more dynamic than genetics and style and looks. Attractive people is uh, uh, things that what makes someone attractive is confidence, uh, thoughtfulness, and diligence. This is my more own long term. Less. I was thinking short term. You're talking more longer. That makes sense. Yeah. So literally, the more confident you can appear, and you know. Barring crossing the line into arrogance and cockiness, right? But like just you're saying your delivery was so and I would say attractive that people finished the joke in their head. They just completed the line. It was like eleven days. You were expressing, This is so absurd. It's as absurd as this other silly thing. Yeah. And everyone just went, It was probably funny. And yeah. they laughed because of how just on your confidence was. And I think it's so important for people to like I mean, it's a great tip of life is like confidence is not a resource it's not something you have it's something you do yeah oh yeah like it's a total learned behavior and you could be faking it i i found something interesting about myself i quit my job like a month ago because i decided i hated it and i've applied for all these jobs in the meantime most of them sucked but i applied anyways and i realized i'm way better at applying for sales jobs than not in sales jobs yeah i was wondering why is that i was like well is it just because I'm good at sales? Is it because that's what I've been doing? And I realized that I adopt a different persona when I do a sales interview versus literally any other interview. Yeah. Every sales interview I've ever done, I've, I'm not, I haven't gotten a job every time, but typically I will. And it's because I'm so assertive in those interviews because I want to show <laughs> them I can sell. And I'm ridiculously confident. I tell them I'm going to be number one always. But if I apply for literally everything else, I'm like, yeah, I think I'd be pretty good at this. Like, <laughs> I think I could, like, really help the team. Like, I think I'm a fit for the so, culture. I didn't realize this, but you're totally right. I didn't realize this, but I don't make fun of people because I'm trying to prune them socially. Like, there's kind of, like, the psych psychological, like, men will do that to each other. Like, you were talking about earlier, like, how many things would you do to avoid that criticism yeah, of, yeah. like, yeah. oh, so you're wearing those shirts now, huh? And like it's that easy, and you're like, I'm never wearing these shorts again. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's totally that's what we do to each other. But like, I'm so messed up, and my family has always just made fun of people for affection. That like I have gone to great lengths to mess with people's confidence. Yeah, because of how much I admire them. Like, mm. <laughs> like, like it's gross because I have jokes for people without tattoos and I have jokes for people with tattoos. Like, I don't yeah. care if you have, is this what not. messed up the Leon Bridges situation? No, no, <laughs> did he didn't have fun? any tattoos. No, I know. But did you make fun of him because you were, cause you had so much respect for him? Oh geez. Wouldn't that, <laughs> is that what you, oh, no, know. I'd tell that story. It, oh, okay. it would, it would probably be heroic. <laughs> like it, like for joke's sake, like it would probably be dude, like, it's, Oh, it's this uh, ultimate bit. Dude, I'll be honest. It's taken me until I was an adult to get to the level of like, comfort and confidence to allow people to make fun I, of you yeah like i just never really i just wasn't i didn't have that level of um or i just did not grow up in a very masculine like yeah let's rag on each other i didn't understand you know to be honest bring this all the way back i didn't it, uh, i think a lot of it was until i heard people on a podcast 
that were ripping on each other, but I knew them well enough to know that they didn't mean it. Whereas like a lot of high schools, when I moved around yeah. and suddenly I'm in a new social circle right. and someone rips on someone, I'm like, oh man, that seemed awful. Ooh. Like, like there's a, there's a sub context to like, you know what you can rip on and you're not so, actually making fun so of them. So my rule in the barber shop is don't come up in here like unless you need that therapy. Cause I believe like, men kind of need to be shown that it's not that serious yeah because we we are not allowed to be careless yeah we're not allowed to to you know only think of ourselves yeah and and that's not true of only men but i just mean that is a plight of being a good man yeah and so the better you are at being a man the more of sort of a safe space to where nothing is serious and everything is is on the table as far yeah. as poking at yeah it's kind of important yeah you know, and those those rooms are getting fewer and fewer. Yeah. And so I try to to cultivate that in the barbershop. And I'll say that, like, someone came in recently and told a horrifying story about a motorcycle accident they were in. And from the first moment he started telling this story, we were just making fun of him. <laughs> and it was his first time in the barbershop. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, still can't walk right <laughs> because of this motorcycle accident. <laughs> and we're just like... Don't care. But dude, there's a way to do it. Like I've had experiences. It's hard to tell if someone yeah. is making fun of you and you're outside yeah. the joke or if someone's making fun of you and you're inside. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, like sure. I can think. Sure, but I that's the think, way you do it. You're right. Because I can joke think in of, a way that brings like yes, you're inside. Because you're part I, of us now. I, I have, One of us. Yes. I have, I, I have clear, vivid memories of like two or three times where someone did that joke and I felt completely like, Ooh. oh, like I'm out, like this person tried to rib me, but it just made me feel like, yeah. wow, like I'm not, I'm not part of this group now. Like you guys all hate me. <laughs> <laughs> like, whereas there's a way to do it so, where it's like, it's like, hey, like yeah. we're, this is fun, right? Like we're just joking around. Yeah, that's this. how close we are. Yeah. I'll drink out of your drink. Yeah. No offense, Adrian. <laughs> and uh, so I had a friend recently who unfortunately and totally not a joke, lost his father and so he wanted to organize for the memorial and the burial and came into the barber shop and told me the news and oh my gosh i'm so sorry but i could see that he needed he needed it yeah and i didn't make fun of his dad i wouldn't do that but to your point there's a way of like being jovial about a situation and going hey man you're still alive yeah that was comforting and i finally found my shot and at the very end I style his hair up and it looked nice. And he was like, I'm never going to be able to recreate this tomorrow anyway. And I said, don't worry, your dad won't notice. <laughs> and it was like exactly what he needed. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was like the moment of like, geez, right, yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't disrespectful, but at the same time, like, hey, man, you're all right. You know, yeah. like you're going to be all right. Yeah, there's there's something about it. It's almost like a, what is it called? Like gallows humor or like uh, like no. emergency responder No, humor. you're right. It's a... Uh, 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 what's that guy called? The guy with the black hood. Grim Reaper. No, the one that the Undertaker. No, no, no. We're only gonna get further away. You gotta give us some humor. details. Spawn. Executioner's humor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dallas humor. Where it's like it's like it's like playing up the absurdity about it because you need that kind of relief of like this is kind of absurd. Right. Like hey, don't lose your head over it. Yeah. <laughs> was there a lot of that? Swing. Was there a lot of that? I'm sure there was a lot of that in the Marines. Oh yeah, but it gets dark. Yeah, uh, and I won't. At a pastor, at a pastor who often got pretty dark about that. Kind <laughs> I'll of stuff. say that. So, from with my family background, it's a little uncomfortable. You make fun of people 
to show affection and then joining the Marine Corps and getting kind of indoctrinated with that sort of gallows humor, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, and then uh, just being in a barbershop environment for the last however long, it's yeah. totally a boys club. Yeah, yeah, It's like, yeah, I'm I'm locked and cocked for, for that situation, yeah. you know, at all times. I have people that will ask me about tattoos. Hey, where do you get your tattoos from? Um, we'll talk about tattoos, and then someone will always go, I don't have any. <laughs> and I'll go, that's right, baby, because you don't put a bumper sticker on a Ferrari. Am I right? <laughs> and they'll immediately go, he's making fun of me because I'm not a Ferrari. <laughs> right? Like, But then recently I did this bit that I'm actually kind of proud and ashamed of equal parts. And I noticed a new tattoo on a guy's forearm. And so I was I was cutting hair, and he was the guy waiting to jump in the chair. And I looked at it enough to know that it was Odin, uh, oh, the Odin. god of Norse god. god of thunder. The Norse god. Yeah, well, I don't think it's he's like the top dad. dog in Norse Isn't mythology. That Thor? Or is Thor's that Thor's dad. dad? Okay, gotcha. So he's missing an eye, and there's lightning coming out of the eye. And he's he got had some the, ravens involved. The, he had this big Viking helmet on, but it was like a portrait almost. Mm. Like it was not American traditional like I get. Like, but it was so well executed, and I knew exactly who it was. And I was like, dang, that's legit. And his skin was still red. Like, did you get that before you came here? You know, like yeah. it was so fresh. But because I am a jerk and... Oh, in no. order to show my affection to this guy, oh, no. I literally went, oh, is that a new tattoo? And he went, yeah, man. And he's like totally stoked about it. And I just went, what is that, one of those dwarves from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> and he literally went, nah, it's Odin. <laughs> and I went, and I literally went, oh, yeah, I see it. <laughs> and then uh, I could totally see the wind leaving his sails. Like, come on, man. Dude, he probably walked home and was like, and like went to his wife and was like, and look like I had laid it on thick. I could see Lucky and the guy in his chair kind of like, what the heck is Jukes proud? That was brutal. And then I went, hey, buddy, I I'm totally kidding. I'm messing with you. And I filled him in on the bit of, like, that's what I do about new yeah, tattoos. Yeah. That's just what I do. It's like the routine. Yeah. And he was like, that's messed up. <laughs> like, that's deeply psychologically Dude, that's trolling. really wrong. Don't do that <laughs> for your safety. Like, like, he was so relieved that don't... now he's in on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for some reason, I have a sick pleasure with building that tension just so that I can release it for you. Dude. And go, don't you feel so much better now <laughs> yeah, that like, you know oh, that I was, I'm just a yeah, sociopath? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like they escape a dangerous survival game that they didn't want to be in, yeah. you know? Yeah. Dude, I didn't realize. I'm social I, saw. I'm so desperate. Social saw. I'm, <laughs> I didn't realize. I've had a few friends say, I didn't realize I'm so desperate for inside jokes that sometimes I do stuff like that and make everyone else in the room feel like really weird. So I'll like, like Brittany and then a few other people have said. So I love the joke where everyone's in a circle and I say something a certain way that you know that I know that that was a weird way to say it. But everyone else in the room is like, that was a weird way to say that. Yeah. So like, and then, and then, but because you know me, you know that I just did it with a straight face. And now I'm in a, inside. the game is about bearing. The, now. That's the game. Yeah. I play that game. I love that. game. So I put Ryan, I, and so I have another barber that it, he, he's done working for me after next week. This is his last week, but cause he's doing his own thing in Oak Cliff. Shout out Ryan, uh, standard for, so we've worked together for like seven years. He's one of my oldest friends. And, uh, because we've stood next to each other for 10 hours a day and like you doing the strike three, we have gotten so bored of just doing 
flawless bald fades, if I don't mean to brag, that literally we'll, we, will, we will lie about who we are to new clients. Like, don't tell me you don't live here and that you're just passing through because now the world is whatever I make it. Yeah. I mean, like, I, lie to, I lie to barbers all the time. Really? So but now you're saying they don't have a right to know what's going on in my saying, life. You're saying, something with a, <laughs> you're saying something with a straight face, but the guy... But he knows that I'm... Okay, so I'll give you one of my favorite examples is I worked next to this guy for a long time. And uh, his name is uh, Tom, right? And Tom was a little weird, and he was really into horror movies. He's like a horror movie fanatic, right? Uh, and him and his girlfriend at the time for Thanksgiving were taking a trip to, like, Seattle, Washington, and they're going to go to this horror con, and they're going to meet some important illustrator for, like, some important horror movie, right? And I don't remember all the information now, but I remember him talking with one of his clients right next to me about the whole thing. Yeah. And so I just, I got a really great working memory. Like, yeah. like short-term memory, horrible. Yeah. Long-term memory, great. Working memory is like, I, I can flex, yeah. right? And so literally, I just kind of quickly memorize all of the details of his trip. And then 30 minutes later, we have a new audience. And the guy in my chair, I go, hey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And he tells me, it doesn't matter. I'm just waiting for my turn. <laughs> and literally, I go, uh, oh, that's cool. And then I just kind of like go about my business. He goes, what about you? Yes. Now it's time. Yes. And I go, oh, well, actually, me and my wife are uh, huge horror movie fanatics. And we're going to Seattle, Washington, because th there's actually this movie where this illustrator so-and-so, and he's going to be there. And I'm like, I grew up just a fan of this guy. And so Dude. it's probably one of the most important trips of my life, <laughs> to be honest. And then I'm slowly turning the client as I'm cutting his hair to where he's facing Tom. Oh gosh. And Tom is like doing like triple quadruple takes. Like, am I hearing <laughs> what I think I'm hearing? And then he looks up at me like really confused because he doesn't understand the bit. Yeah. And I go, what about you, Tom? <laughs> and now me and this guy are facing him. <laughs> so like your reaction is now live. Yeah. And I go, what about you, Tom? What are you doing over the break? <laughs> and he went, Oh, he's like in the middle of cutting hair and he literally went, oh. And then he like leaned in and went, why are you doing this? <laughs> and I was just like, because I'm a psycho. Like, dude, I love, dude, at staff meetings, I think I've talked about this on the podcast a lot, at staff meetings at church, I love, because like Jared and Nick, yeah. so good friends would be in the room and then everyone else is being really serious. Yeah. And so I would just say stuff. And everyone else that's hearing it thinks it's like the most that happens to them is they go, oh, that's a little, but then they just move on. But then Jared and Nick have this pressure like you're doing to Tom or whoever is like, they have this pressure to not laugh because everyone's right. like, can't, it's all about can't just be the, can't you can't be the person laughing because now everyone's yeah, like, everyone's wait, like, why are you laughing? And then on. I look at them like, wait, what's the, what's, what's, what's the, the problem? Deal? So oh sometimes gosh, customers will say, come in and say like pomade. Instead of Tommy, <laughs> oh, no. yeah. Imagine not pronouncing. And so, and so we not have pronouncing a, a last name. We correctly. have a we have a Ridiculous. rule where if a customer is like, "Do you guys use pomade here?" and I'll go, "Oh, we have a couple different kinds of pomade." Like you just you don't <laughs> you, you just keep going. Yeah, and then and then it's a game of bearing because then the other what do you barbers say a game of bearing. What does that mean? Bearing, bearing, meaning like you keep your composure. Well, what's bearing? Man, that maybe that's a military. Keep, keep term. your wits about you. Keep your bearings. Is that a military thing? Bearing. Oh, your bearings. Yeah, your military bearings. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Bearing right, is about how professional you're being. Ten so, four, like, ten four. this is my uh, 100 percent 
professional face. Yeah, yeah. And everything I talk to, you know, everything I say sounds like this. Yeah. And I can deliver any amount of news, no matter how absurd or horrible, right? I can give you bad news. Hey, uh, he has cancer. Yeah. He's going to die. Tell me my daughter was disemboweled in a I'm car. I'm sorry so. for your loss. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's her name? Katiri. Katiri? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Is it Katiri? Yeah, Katiri. It's a Native American name. Um, Thank you. Edmund, I'm sorry to tell you, but Katiri was disemboweled in a... See, See, you can't do I it. I lost my bearing. Okay, you lost and your that, bearings. And that's what that's called. You know, not bearings, it's just bearing. Okay, I lost his bearing. Um, I thought it was bearing. Okay. You know what I found out recently? This is a very small amount. Tyrone is an Irish name. What? No. I'm 100% serious. Doesn't Look it up. Me. Look it up, Jamie. Look it up. I'm how's, so this, How's it spelled? T-Y-R-O-N-E. It, it just came up with, is Tyrone an Irish name? That's a Tyrone. That's the whitest All right, Tyrone guy. is an allocation of the Irish name for the area. Tyrbogan. Tyrbogan. Tyrone. Ah, Tyrbogan. Ah, that's Tyrbogan. Tyrone. Tyrone, Tyrbogan. 66% white. Dang, dude. I knew a guy named Tyrone. No, it was Jerome. I'm sorry. There's a white dude from South Africa whose name was Jerome. And so he just had a hard time. Now, you touch so many people's heads. Is it hard not to fall in love with some people? Yeah. <laughs> is touching heads like a thing that makes you fall in love with people? It is a very Smelling intimate heads thing. Can be. Smelling but heads makes more sense to me than touching heads. Well, it's an intimate thing. Like touching someone's face or head. I know you've been doing it for a I'd long like time. I'd like to say that it's a clinical thing. All right. For you. it's Yeah, it's very sterile. And what's weird is I would never touch your hair outside of the context of you sitting in my barber chair. Because then it's weird. Uh, it'd be real weird. Then it's intimate. However... Once you're in, there's been a couple of times where I've been like somewhere and someone was like, like, can you please help and tell me, like, is there any hope? And then you put your hand. And they're asking me for a for a on the spot consultation. Yeah. Yeah. So if I can get them sitting and I'm standing, then it feels the same to me. Then it goes. Into- and so then I yeah, I, I can I can touch your hair and it's yeah. not weird to me. Yeah. However, there's been a couple moments where I almost like I see through the glass of that that very, very thin veil. And then oh. you're like, I'm just a dude. I'm just a dude running my fingers through your hair. <laughs> like, because I'll, I'll literally run my fingers through people's hair to kind of yeah. get a sense of, like, and then the how silence. long is this? Yeah. What shape is your head? Yeah, like, yeah. Where are we going? How yeah. does this lay? Yeah. And so literally, someone who maybe I met you at a bar, and you were like, yeah. i got to come see you. And I'm like, that would be great. And then you make an appointment. And I'm like, no, but now. Like, and then, let's do it now. And then, you, and then you come and you sit in the barber chair, and within moments... Like we're talking about, like, hey, wouldn't that a crazy night at the bar and whatever? And now I'm just running my fingers through your yeah, head. Yeah, now you're like, and now I'm like grabbing the back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a barber question. So I have a long scar on my head. When I was a little kid, I was born with a deformed skull. We had, you know, surgery on my head. They messed okay. up the surgery. There was a small malpractice. Lawsuit. I was gonna ask what and there was a malpractice. Lawsuit? Yeah, it's the reason I have a nice How car. How have you never brought this up? You don't have a nice car. You have a Prius. It's a 2018 all, Prius. That's a, it's yeah. not that nice. Wait, wait, wait. But you don't have we, a car, Edmund. Wait, but are we all you? Gonna, you do not have a car. Out of choice. Out of choice. Wait, are we all? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, are we? You all, have a car. Are we all you gonna, just can't drive it? Are we all gonna accept though that you just <laughs> threw out there that you, that's why you have such a nice car? Yeah. Because of something that happened when you're an infant, that's why you're driving a Prius. Yeah, today? there was a malpractice Dude, lawsuit. Have, there was I money involved. Hoped. My father said. My father was very controlling. He said he would let me use the money on that car specifically because he wanted a tax credit. Wait, wait, so wait, but that was like years, eighteen yeah. years. Yeah, later. it's sat in the savings account. 
But that's good for your parent, your dads to set. I mean, if I was your that's parents, discipline. If I was your parents, I wouldn't be like this malpractice goes to my son. I'd just be like, oh, this is family money. I'd have been. I would have went to Windstar and put it all on black. Oh, yeah. So, well, regardless of my my father's How decision, have you on never mal- brought this up. Have you have you ever had malpractice? I don't know. Why do you think his hair's so long? He looks like come uh, on, well, I just dark headed. No, that, that's part of the reason. I got two. a buzz cut at one point, and this car was super visible. Okay, I served with a guy, so I started cutting hair in the Marine Corps. Uh, I don't want the Marine Corps at some point feels like my band camp. Like I don't, I hate constantly referencing it. Yeah. It makes me feel like the lamest person of all time. Uh, we could come up with I a was, different way. I was it in the Marine Corps. Like yeah. I am not a hero. Just say like it's in just, your past. Sure. We uh, could come up with a different way. When I was you. working in California. You, so, so anyway, I started cutting hair in the Marine Corps. You guys know that one of the guys who I was, he was letting me cut his hair in my garage is he was my sergeant, and it was Sergeant May, Rick May, and he has a. I'm sorry, dude, if you're if you're watching this, dude. He has a handprint in his head. Oh, I think I remember you saying that. Yeah, and literally, like, he was like, "No, no, no! Like, put your right hand in it," and because I was like, "You got like a, a lump back here, dude," and he was like, "Put your right hand in it," and it's like, like you feel the thumb. And you feel like it's like, oh, that's a handprint. He goes, I didn't know it was there until I was a. Uh, he was in high school. He was playing football. Him and a bunch of other football players were like shaving their heads for like some game. He was at a buddy's house. So his mom wasn't there, and they were like, "You gonna do it, May?" And he's like, "Look here, I'm gonna do it." And they shave his head too. And then everyone's like, "Oh, what is going on here?" And he goes, "What?" And they're like, bro, you should go to the doctor. You should talk <laughs> to like, your mom. And he goes home, and he's like, hey, what the heck, mom? She immediately starts crying, and is like, I promised I never talk about it again. Now, when he was telling me this story, it was when he came back from leave because his mother had unfortunately passed away. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, did you ever get any closer? And he was like, she took it to the grave with her, dude. She never told the story of how that happened? She took it to the grave with her, dude. Dude, how do you leave a handprint in someone's head? I hope that he got a Prius out of it at least. Well, as I was saying before, I, I was topped by a much cooler head scar story. <laughs> Every barber ever is no, always, no, no. Before that, just give us a background on like what happened. Like, was it encephalitis? It was. Or it was encep- just encephalitis. I don't know some, some disease I was born with as a child. Like it, it was, wasn't lupus. I've seen four seasons of House. It's never. Lupus. All I know about lupus. it is that Jorge Posada, the baseball player, has a kid within my dad, so you should root for him because that kid's like you. And that kid's head was deformed. Like my head would have been seriously Martian. Looking. So because when babies are, when infants are born, like their their skull does kind of fold in so they can make it through the birth canal, which you know what the birth canal I, is, I, right? Kyle? I know what the birth canal is. We'll save it for the Patreon. But uh, there's a birth canal, but the head uh, there is like a I forget yeah, what man. it's called, but there's a there's a line across the top of your skull that does. So maybe that was what the issue was. Was it wasn't it wasn't coming back together? Maybe I don't like to talk to my mother about her birth canal. All I know I can call her. is I can call her. every doctor, not every doctor, every barber ever is like, yo, big scar. And I always thought that was like the lamest thing to say. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, and I only ever talk about Wait it. Wait a minute. What did they say? With my bars, they go, yo, there's a huge scar in your head. I'm like, oh, no, didn't, no shit. Didn't know about that till just now. And it's one of those things I only talk about it with my barbers because my hair is usually pretty long because I yeah, like yeah. it long. You know, I don't want to show off the scar. I'm not like very upset about it but it's all it's just a weird thing it just yeah. never really comes up in conversation yeah, yeah. my point is what i'm yeah. realizing Everybody is that didn't even know about it. those know. barbers 
saying that to me is the same as when I went up to the mall cop and said you were great in Paul Blart. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. Full it's circle. like the very obvious thing you're staring at to say that they get every time. So what was the malpractice loss? I wasn't supposed to have a scar. And when they did the loss, they thought it was going to be a lot thicker. They thought it was going to be about an inch of no hair. As a stand, it's about like Sharpie thickness. So I really can't see it unless I have a buzz cut. Yeah, or you should give the Prius back. <laughs> Wait, so it was their fault that you have a scar? I was. They thought I was going to have a bigger scar. My dad is a lawyer. Sued, I don't know who, if he sued or his buddy sued. Someone sued the hell out of him. Someone got sued. Because it just looked bad the way they did the surgery. Yeah, and they thought, like the doctor had said, it's going to be like an inch thick of no hair. Kind of this like terrible reverse mohawk. And the original idea for the money my dad had put aside for when I got old enough and like my head hair, stopped growing. transplant? Yeah, like that or like a, like a really like quality toupee or something. And then as I got An older, eighteen thousand dollar toupee, dude. I, apparently, it gets expensive. Actually, when you sell it wouldn't we closer to like a forty five thousand dollar toupee? How much was that yeah. pre? It was. It was my that money came to me. I paid for the rest of it. That was what enabled me to get the car. It's it so like, funny it was because about eighteen thousand. It's actually a pretty accurate guess for the record. It's so funny because of all the people in my friend circle, I often like there are very few people that I look at and go, man, he's got a good head of hair. And I often think of you as having a good head of hair. I fight through the, I mean, maybe, the struggle. Maybe not so much tonight, but like normally you have like a pretty good head of hair. Oh, I'm, I'm very self-confident in my hair. It's just one Sharpie thickness. It's not hair. No shampoo, no comb. I shampoo occasionally. That's your, but that's your thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's natural. I shampoo. But no comb. Yeah, why, why would and I no comb product. my hair? If you never comb your hair and you never use product, you never will have a bad hair You don't hair put day. any pomade in it? Yeah, why, why would I do that? Yeah, that's true. No pomade. But uh, the you point also have a texture to your hair. Yeah. His hair's thick, right? Mm. You describe uh, it as thick. Uh, it seems thicker than mine. I'd have to do a consultation. You, you would have to be sitting and he would have to be standing behind you. I would have to be in the context of the shop. Adrian, do we have any current now, events? By the way. Or do, do we have any notes or anything? I was to talk to you about podcasts because I was going to try to work out a payment that involved haircuts so I could like look professional in my day-to-day -day life. Are we allowed nice. to talk about this tonight? Brittany told us not to. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on, guys. Today, yep. today at the barbershop, for the first time in my entire life, I engaged with a troll. On social media? Or he was in yeah. your barbershop? On social media. Okay. There was a guy that was just totally trolling these other barbers on like a barber banter sort of page. But he was saying stuff and I was like, yo, that's not true. Like these guys are legit. And you're like accusing them of something that isn't true. Like, do you not understand? That? Just put the mic closer. Are you, are you just being a troll or yeah. do you believe this? Yeah. And he was like, are you serious? Look at their, look at their stuff. Blah, blah, blah. And it got so out of hand. And this guy's like in the uk so it's like 1 a.m for him yeah and it's like you know whatever time that is uh, canadian for us yeah and uh straight up i'm like i've never done this before but by the end of it i was like oh first of all i'm not better than this guy i am this guy at this point mm -hmm. yeah second of all it was so weirdly addicting at some point i was like even out loud i was like what am I going to get out of this? Yeah. This guy's trying to convince me of something and I'm trying to convince him that like he's you're wrong. And the more we went, the further we went, the emptier I felt. Yeah. It's bad. And what I realized is like, is this, is this the slippery slope? Like people get trapped in this kind of social engagement. We're like, these are the vibes all yeah. day long for them between them and everybody else because they're mostly online. Just 
communicating with the strangers horribly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I don't ever want to experience this again. See, that's interesting. Every time I've been sucked into arguments, it's always been a positive feedback. Like, I'm a big Reddit guy, but I don't really comment much. I only comment if I have, like, a really funny bit. Every once in a while, I'll make a great comment. And you, I get more likes on Reddit than anything else. Like, I'm never going to receive 500 likes on a comment on Edmund's Facebook. That but would I just get never it. You're happen. kind of a Reddit guy. I'm a huge Reddit guy. That, that adds all the way up. Oh, I'm sure it does. Like, you play well to Reddit. I could see that. But yeah. what'll happen is, and I've been on Reddit for seven years now, way too freaking long. The site's only getting worse, and yep. maybe I'm getting older. But for me, it's always positive. It'll be like, I had a comment during a football game once, and I got 2,000 likes, and I was shocked. I remember thinking, 2,000 people saw this, read and thought, like, that's a lot of people. So I started commenting a ton more, trying to chase that high. Wow. And I, I was striking out because... I don't have a comment for every post that's like actually it. adding to the conversation. See? And I think it's interesting that we both sort of described that sort of foray into a lot of commenting. And mine was chasing a high and yours was kind of getting dragged. I think it's interesting. Two very similar things where yeah. you feel worse and worse as you keep doing it. That's true. That's true. But from two very different But this guy had points. been doing it all day. This guy had been doing it. Like I jumped in the mix, his mix. Yeah. You know? Potentially halfway through his just today's trajectory. And I thought, man, this guy. The hard part with a lot of people like that, I've had, I, I enjoy sometimes. But again, like, I'm no better. Yeah. I'm no better. Well, it's fun sometimes. Like, I've had people on YouTube, like, they'll comment long. like Big anonymous guy. They'll do, like, apologetics type stuff. Like, like because some of my YouTube con can content is kind of obviously Catholic. So people will, like, they'll post their, like. Try to convert you to. Yeah, or they'll post their, like. Like, oh, you believe this? Well, and then, like, you know, Jesus said this. What about this scripture verse? And then what about this? And then what about, and and sometimes I'll, like, there was one guy where I kept, I would, like, you know, respond, and I was. You entertained. Yeah. And the problem the is, the problem is when everyone's doing five paragraphs at a time, is that everyone's only, like, you'll do five paragraphs, and it'll be great, but he'll find one sentence, and he. Lips, yeah. And he won't totally understand it. He'll twist it. He'll twist the the subject and the object, and then and then uh, and then that will be his next five sentences about the. And you're like, no, no, no. But what about? And then it just keeps going that way, where you do five, he does five, and then you're never. And then it's just pointless. Like there's no way to keep. Most people can't like follow. It's because you're actually just taking turns. Yeah. Monologuing. Yeah. Exactly. Here's, exactly. Have you ever had one over multiple days? Two nights ago, I oh, was yeah. on a baseball red and this shocked me. I'd never done multiple days before. Some guy commenting something, making fun of an Astros player that wasn't true. And I was like, you're wrong. And he was getting like seriously negative votes. And I was like, heck yes, I'm going to rip this guy. I'm just going to pile on. And I got him. And then he responded and I got him again. Then he responded and I responded. And I was like, dude, like this is ridiculous. And then he didn't respond after that. I was like, oh, like, we're good to go. Woke up the next morning around lunch. I checked Reddit again. There was a response from the morning after. Yeah. And that shocked me because I had never been in a multi. I didn't respond to that. I was like, dude, I don't care anymore. Like, I was on this bit last night's yesterday's news. But that was crazy to me that this guy, and I looked at his page, and he's just fighting battles across the website. Well, tons of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what a lot of those people do. And that was just insane to me because, like, I was very willing to argue with this guy, but, like, I could never. Like, if I go on Reddit, like, I'm looking at one thing a night. Like, if I'm looking at sports stuff, that's all I'm really going to look at tonight. Yeah. And I'm not on it for that many hours. But this guy was, like, arguing with me on the baseball one. He was arguing with so-and-so on the football one. And three different dudes at once on, like, some job technology, like, IT thing. I was like, that's 
That's insane. Like, what do you get? What do you get the enjoyment out you of? You just got to ignore it because they just want the attention. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad, honestly, that the dude woke up because I could see the time of the response. He had gone to bed kind of after his comment. And, you know, eight, nine hours later, back online, ready to pop at, you know, with a fresh cup of coffee in his hand. I'm like, man, what are you doing? Dude, that's all they do. So uh, we had a grapevine. This is in current events. We had a grapevine resident, Wally Funk. What? Pronounced Wooly. Wooly Funk? Wally Funk. Wally Funk, 82 years old. She's the oldest woman in space. She recently flew. Now, did they actually get to space, though? Because they, they... Wait a minute. So They went up like 60 woman. miles. Yeah, she's a great fine There's only like five people on the thing, right? Yeah. What thing? One, Who went to space? So Jeff Bezos, right, Adrian? So Jeff Bezos flew his his rocket ship. Now, they didn't like... Sky rockets they went, in flight. They went up really high and then came back do, down, but do, they weren't do, like do, do. orbiting the Earth, right? It was like they yeah. went up, they hung out for they chilled for a little bit up there, yeah, and then so they, they came barely back down. hit before orbit. I forgot what exact what it's exactly called, but they're able to float still. So yeah. I mean, it counts. If you're floating, it looks like they're seeing the Earth there. Yeah, no, they, they are, they are. They're but they're sure. also seeing not the Earth. What do those people right. talk about on the flight? I mean, yeah, this eighty year old lady got the eighteen year old guy. Yeah, you got, How old they yeah, are. Jeff Bezos, his brother. So what they started doing, they just started like just doing tricks, and they started throwing skittles at each other and catching it with their mouths, like just like that. But it's still pretty cool. So what's history making about this? I mean, can you imagine like you're like trapped? Private. Can you imagine being trapped in a little room like this with Jeff Bezos, like an eighty-year-old woman, who's basically like who's basically like, who's basically like yeah. just to it's a private it's a private mission to space. Like this is oh, okay. So he NASA. just has enough money to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so and that eighty-two-year-old woman, why did she get selected? Because Look at her. she had a history of aviation. Well, well, because like she was part of this project called Project Mercury. We reached out project to her to hopefully Mercury. get her on the show, but she was training to be an astronaut to go to space. But NASA declined because she was a woman. And there's a woman who's been to space since then, right? But because of that multiple, program, multiple, multiple. But because of that program, At they the were time. training to do it. They just didn't. She didn't get picked. So she's been flying planes for over 60 years. And she's taught over 3,000 hours of, like, a flight uh, to, like, kids, students, and everything. So they're like, yeah, you want to come? Like, you so were promised this. badass. They found yeah. out about her. But she also probably said, paid. Come. But she also probably paid, like, $5 million, right? I don't know. I, I think she got selected. The cost of the tickets are, like, I was going to say, I think they gave her the ticket her, yeah. as sort of, like, they need some sort of positive PR for this, like, wow. gigantic. Yeah, because. That's interesting. Because one person who had, like, bought a ticket. Apparently couldn't didn't want to go on anymore. Scheduling conflict. They paid twenty eight yeah, million because he had a he had a meeting he couldn't miss. Apparently, I, yeah, like he's a, a great dad. And then he's they replaced to be there him with this eighteen year old kid. Man, yeah. it was fishy as hell. He watched that movie Hook. Yeah. He heard that song. Uh, you know, when we're coming home, that I don't know when, but we'll all get together then. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and the cats in the cradle in the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man. Single tear. Yeah. Uh, pretty crazy, though. Grapevine woman goes to space. Now, uh, Richard Branson also sent one like the day before. Who? Dude. Or the, who's the other guy? Virgin Mobile. Virgin guy, guy Richard Branson. He sent a missile, or he sent Sir. a missile. He sent a rocket like the day before or something. Oh, I, I didn't hear about that. But it's funny that this one made more press. Well, yeah, he got up there and was like, it's first. <laughs> Well, the first person would be Elon Musk, right? Talk about a midlife crisis. You go through oh, no, a divorce. No, no. This space. is the first manned <laughs> private <laughs> mission to space, right? Space cowboy. No, because because Elon been, Musk. There's, has, been, there's been manned private, like his. 
Elon Musk has SpaceX and has people on board to space. Okay. But Elon Musk hasn't been to space. But now Bezos like, yo, I've been to space. You haven't even been there. Maybe it just like kind of like you don't even know one day you one day you'll know what space is yeah. like, Elon. <laughs> but be, but but because of this, there's actually a recent bill a congressman trying to pass or a politician trying to pass in. People um, can't go in Oregon. He, he wants to tax people traveling <laughs> to space. From Oregon? Who's traveling to space from Oregon? Well, no, like the senator from Oregon or something like that. I mean, uh, you know there's a bishop a, in the moon is part every time of his jurisdiction, right? The earth. You know there's a bishop in the moon's part of his jurisdiction, right? In the moon's part? What? Yeah, yeah. So this Which is bishop? something that was The bishop of Alaska or Florida. something? Florida. I'm 100% serious. Because the, the NASA base is there or something? Because the NASA base is there. So this was explained to me in high school. You know, I didn't research this myself, but I believe it was Taylor Marshall, actually. Said that so it's the, credible. Very, very credible. The way it works, according to him, is that whenever they discovered new lands back in the day, until they assigned a specific bishop to that land, the bishop of whoever they set off on the journey from is the bishop of the new land, kind of until they figure that it out. That makes sense. That makes sense. So technically speaking— Until there's a, a cathedral on the moon, yeah. it will just remain in the jurisdiction of— The bishop of Florida. Yeah, of whoever, whatever section of Florida they shot it from. And I just think that's insane. Like When people think, oh, I want to be like the bishop of Rome to be the pope, you want to be the bishop of Earth? Bishop of the moon. Dumb. I'm taking that small area of Florida, yeah. 10 out of 10. No stress. And looking up every night and thinking, like, there's an issue up there. I'll tell them what to do. Yeah. I, I got that on the lock. That makes cool. sense because that's a very practical idea. Like, oh, yeah. we discovered a new island that's yeah. really big. All yeah. right, well, in the meantime, we'll let because that's probably we closer. Because the, pe the people that are going there are our parishioners or right. our it's, it's their until parishioners. Our microbiomes eat them alive. Yeah, yeah, that's how they did it back in the day. You just grind it out, and the strong survive. And then if they're strong enough Whoa. to survive, they can have their own bishop. Yeah, man. Give but until the, that day, it's probably close-ish wherever they travel. Man, what do you? From. Who are you guys? In Inuit? Oh, what is your guys' whole deal? We're just like eating root vegetables and blubber. <laughs> like, ah, we got something way better. It's called rice and wheat. And they're like, this is delicious. I know, right? And now diabetes all over. Thanks, oh, Catholicism. Man. So Kanye's new album tonight, Donda? What? His mother's name. I, That's his mother's name, Donda? Yep. Uh, Kyle, you. I, I have been to see her. her uh, what does this have to do with the Nike commercial? Her her so, so um, he announced he's barely releasing the album. What Monday or Tuesday, something like that. I mean, he he changes all the time. Like if you if you followed in 2015, for those who remember, or maybe it was 2016, he was like, "Yeah, I'm doing a live stream. The album's coming out tomorrow." Took like a week. He does this very frequently. He did a live stream in 2018 of the Yay album. He's like, "Yeah, it's coming out tonight." A couple days. Yeah. But tonight he's supposedly I haven't checked it. I'm checking right now. He hasn't released it yet. Yeah, not shocked. He uh, he, he did do a live <laughs> stream for it, and I thought it was fascinating just the promo for this deal. And I think it sort of shows and affirms my belief that Kanye is the really last great American rock star who can do what he does. What do I mean when I say that is that with less than one week of promotion, he put out a couple commercials during the finals and a couple Instagram posts. All in the span of like four or five days, he sold out an $80,000 arena. Not for a concert. To hear the new album. I think that's insane. And he was actually selling tickets, and they were selling like hotcakes based off of the rumor that it was him. It said there's an unnamed artist debuting an album at uh, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. And people were like, yeah, we're like 80% sure it's Kanye, so we're dropping 120 bucks." I think that's insane yeah that is pretty like wild. there's a lot of artists who have that sort of following you know like drake taylor so it's a lot of people have those fans i just don't know if eighty thousand people are like yo i want to hear this in bad pa quality so i'm going 
driving six hours and like, yeah, if I wasn't going to a wedding this and weekend, every, every album release has been like this. It's been like two weeks of marketing. Um, a, Not really. A, a week, usually just a week. Hold on, well, hold well, on. Well, well, no, 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 I no, still no, remember. A, a there's, a, there's a lot more promotion yeah, like in the a past. Year when it came to the one that he released on 9-11. One. Oh, no, I remember well, that. I don't, Kyle? The 9-11 he was, one? He was head to head. It was one with... Um, uh, I always had a passion for flashing. Even before I had it, I closed my eyes and imagined. Good life. Yeah, for so, graduation. Well, that, so that makes a lot of sense. That one, him and 50 Cent were arguing a lot about... Who should release theirs? And who's going to sell more? That was the huge, huge deal of that era. And of course, Kanye West was like, "You should probably change your release date because, because I'm going to sell more than you if you try to have the same release date." And uh, they didn't. But I think that Fifty Cent knew he was going to sell way more with this buzz yeah. than he would have if he just. If it didn't have something to do with something novel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kanye's promotion schedule has varied a lot. The last three or four albums have been sort of this mysterious mystique. But at this point, particularly with the themes of the album, Graduation, this is his least personal album. It's the most about the fame. It's the stadium tour album where it his promotion typically tries to line it up with the album. What I mean when I say that is Graduation, it's like, mm-hmm. welcome to the good life. You know, it's all these songs about like, you know, I'm the man, you know, work it fa- harder, faster, stronger that aren't very personal. There's not a lot about his nights. It's not all the stuff about his mother that you experience, you know, 808s and every album afterwards. So I think that makes sense. If you're sort of doing this commentary on this stadium tour, on this graduation, on this ascent into superstardom, you know, his third album, at this point he was the man. It would make sense that, and obviously if there's one thing you know about Kanye fans is that they will reach for anything. We will reach any excuse to be like, oh, it's part of the vision. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. He's a genius. But I think it lines He's up like... A, hey, I'm saying, you're hearing it here first. Juke, what, what do I think? I don't think Kanye's a genius. I think he's awesome. <laughs> but I don't think he's a genius. Because <laughs> words are compelling. <laughs> so regardless of what you believe, I do think that falls really well in line with the theme of the album with this larger-than-life character, the superstar, you know, letters yeah. on the big sign. and like the I think he's eccentric. Videos. I think that he's uh, entertaining. I think that he he's a guy that has gotten enough math problems right to where now he believes that he doesn't have to show his work when he turns in. Oh yeah, for sure. Papers. So like he's like pi squared, and you're like, how'd you get there? And he's like, I'm a genius. He's like, uh, and you're like, hey, you gotta show your work. Yeah. So he'd just say random stuff like. 500 years of slavery? That sounds like a choice. And everyone's like, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that, Kanye. <laughs> and he's like, I'm a genius. I'm just saying. But no, but has he ever below. missed on a studio George album? George Bush doesn't like Doesn't care people. about black oh, doesn't people. care about black people. But no, yeah. but that's the thing is we can criticize him all he want. Has he ever released a studio album that was a miss? Nope. Miss in terms of record. Miss record in terms Jesus of just critical. Nope. Jesus King is, you could say that, and I think that's fair. I think it's a phenomenal commentary on the evangelical cycle. I actually really, really love the album for its content and its uh, concepts. Uh, I think as far as Christian music is concerned, it really broke the mold and kind of said, hey, you could be original. You could kind of, you could kind of Shake look at up. this from a different angle and really, really uh express and sing about things that are very much god-centric but that also tell a story right 
I mean, there's just a, there was a lot about the album that I really, really thoroughly enjoyed. But from a production standpoint, it was rushed and uh, has been torn apart. There's no way you can listen to Use This Gospel and think this was rushed. It was insane. But I will concede that I'm incredibly biased towards that album just because it was Kanye went full, full Christian for an album. And I cannot judge it objectively because, you know, I'm a fanatical Christian, right? Sure. And it was like a moment. It was like the, like all the story around it. Because right, and I mean, idea of and just doing that. the full concept of the man walking through his faith, the first half of the album, it's this immature face, I'm like yelling at his God, he has like Chick-fil-A way too much, he's everybody, just went to Jesus camp and is now into it, and then the final and the ending and the change, and then the loop back in the beginning is exactly like the Catholic evangelical model where it's like, you get converted, you learn a little bit, you serve a little, and then you convert other people, once again. Is it just one of those Kanye fans? We want to reach for something, so we do it because why do I want Kanye to be a genius? Because I want to believe that a genius exists. I want to believe that, right? Can't think of anyone else in the musical world who is like him. And I want to live in a world where those geniuses exist. Mm. So I'm very biased towards it. I want to believe so badly. Yeah. So I don't pretend like it's objective. If you can't see it, you're blind. No, no, no. But man, I thought that album was, was phenomenal. But yeah. When you compare it to the other stuff and like the Magnum Opus and just like the grand spectacle of some of the albums in the past, it's tough. Do you want to know a spoiler for tonight? You want to know oh. one, of, one, of the, one of the features? Jay Z's back. Uh, he recorded his reverse seven hours ago. That's it. That's insane. It's, uh, it's such a moment. Dude. Wait, I, what? He recorded? So wait, say that so again. So Jay Z and Kanye haven't had like a track together for like since Watched. Watch the Throne, basically. Yeah. Right? It's, uh, so Watch the Throne too. Their album together is supposed to be teased for like a while now. Yeah. Watch the Throne. He announced it three years ago. Said, yeah. "Yo, it's coming soon." Yeah, it's coming soon. Right. But so they haven't been on eye to eye because Kanye's been up. Uh, he's had his like his media issues and stuff. Well, Jay Z recorded his verse seven <laughs> hours ago for the album for that the releases album. tonight, and now he went on stage to perform with Kanye. That's a go. Jay -Z Wait, they're is, on stage performing? Yeah. It's it's. So, they did perform. So huh? they're performing. The album may not release tonight. But the live event happened, and it's already. Oh, happened. I thought at the live event they were just. Yeah, I, I was. On, that was the impression I read. When no, I was no, 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 no. They're performing. So, the he, album? so he did perform. So, so he performed the album, but the album isn't out yet. See, I thought he was like the Pablo tour playing. where he just plugged his laptop in and played it, and everyone went got hype. Well, from what I've seen so far, I'm, I mean, I believe you. If yeah. I cannot pretend that Kanye will do exactly what the Pitchfork article says he would, you know that's. Yeah. A, but apparently, yeah. it's like a legendary performance happening. I can't, right now. I, can't, I can't wait to watch it. There's, there's also wait. other features if you want, if you want to know. I, I saw the, the list. But. Uh, Don Tolliver, he's a pretty famous rapper. Pop Smoke, who passed. That one I'm a little iffy about. I usually don't like post-humorous records or features or tracks. Wait, so he died, but he's performing tonight. Post-humorous. <laughs> post-humorous? It happens. Damn it. Is that after the live? that? Was, did Cardi make it on there? Anatomy joke. Uh, Go to the moon. Apparently he did. I don't know. Go to the moon. Go to the moon. Go to the moon. Go to the moon. Okay, I think we need to wrap it up, guys, because <laughs> no, this is way out of my element. This no, is way out of my league. We're, here. Only, we're only at an hour forty. We're oh, good. Jeez, so this long. is a this is a Adrian and Kyle conversation. Yeah, this, this is really day. becoming Adrian and Kyle. This is becoming a Kanye. You and me moon. are old dads, and these two kids are talking about Kanye West. Yeah, I mean, we hung for a few minutes there. And then hey, Kanye's got three kids, man. You know, four kids. Yeah, four he's kids. just an everyman. You know, he's just, you know, Kanye just... Not as many wait, kids wait, as Edmund. He's a Bruce he's Springsteen of like Basically, wait, quick, the Bruce Springsteen... I would say he's the Garth Brooks of our age. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's react to his he's merch real quick. Let's see if his merch is He's out. just a regular guy. Uh, he I understands saw, I saw, the plight of the flyover There's a lot states. of pics on my yeah. ground. 
I mean, how does it feel to know you've had more kids than Kanye West? I feel I feel good. I feel like that's. I mean, I'm more of a genius. You've than left. He is. You've left more but of less a, divorces. Yeah, less divorces. Yeah. Way more uh, impregnations. Uh, that we know of. Nice. That's, that's badass. Both for Kanye and me. That we know really? of. Yeah, that we know of. I mean, I just have to say, like, that we know of. I mean, yeah, really? you know, give, give the benefit of the doubt. You know, I mean, it could go knows? either way. There's no who way to know. He's got a timer on for Yeezy supply. God knows. More God Yeezys? Knows. Uh, I want to see his new Donda merch, how much it is. Any, uh, Donda any, merch. Any big last uh, uh, last thoughts here, Juke, on anything we talked about, anything we want to loop back on? No. <laughs> That's right. All right, folks. that's a wrap. I'd like you guys to, if you're here in Grapevine, to come check my barbershop out. Uh, it's right off of Main Street. It's on College. It's called Close Knit Barbershop. Boom. Uh, August 25th, Juke's going to be at the Tempe Improv. He's going to be at the Ice House September 4th. Uh, yeah. Tell him your dates, Kyle. I was going to say, if you if you come up to Juke and you tell him, hey, I've got a great story, he's going to run. <laughs> gonna run down the street. Show it won't job. be Sunset Boulevard, but it's gonna be just as athletic, yep. folks. Show, show Juke your tattoos, and yeah. that's it. That's a wrap. Thanks, Adrian. All right, cool. Talk to you guys later. I had the fire in the kid. We're out. I always thought.